mashed potatoes covered in gravy. But let's be real. We aren't going to cook that up. That's why I get my home-style meal fix from the Black Eyed Pea. This is Vic for the Black Eyed Pea. When I have a craving for those home-style meals, the Black Eyed Pea is my go-to. Half-pound burgers, ribeye steak, and don't forget about their made-from-scratch desserts. Locally owned and operated with nine front-range locations throughout Denver and Castle Rock. Hi, this is Jack Farland, owner of Farland Classic Restoration. Since 1991, we've been Denver's premier classic car restoration and sales shop. From rebuilding a rare 12-cylinder Ferrari engine to performing world-class metalwork on a Jaguar XKE, you'll find we're always up to something interesting. What can we do for you? Learn more at FarlandCars.com or on Facebook at Farland Classic Restoration. Over $135 million. That's how much money the C3 Group recovered for its clients just in 2017. The C3 Group is a group of licensed public insurance adjusters, engineers, appraisers, meteorologists, and other experts here to help you with your insurance claims. Consider them a go-between between you and your insurance. Let the C3 Group help you today. Visit the website at C3Adjusters.com. C3Adjusters.com. KKSE. Parker. Denver. Home of the Nugget. Home of the Avalanche. Altitude 950. Denver's all-sports station. Live from the Altitude 950 studios. The Vic Lombardi Show starts now. He's the only one who knows what the buttons and dials do. Jesse Trujillo! He's the newlywed who hasn't yet established good boundaries. marty He's a millennial who keeps this train on track. Sort of. Will H.W. Peterson! He's the smartest man in Denver sports media. And he wrote about it in July. James Merlat! And he's the star of the show, the center of the morning universe, the one and only... Vic Lombardi! Point one left. Let's drop that baby and get it done with. McKinnon stands at center ice. Down! Done! The Avs have beaten the New York Rangers 3-1. My God, how long is this going to go on? I mean, last time I spoke to you guys, last time I was on the air, I asked that question. How much longer can this win streak go on? Keep them coming, baby. Welcome to the Vic Lombardi Show. The Avs have won nine in a row. The Patriots are in the Super Bowl again. And I don't know what to do with my hands. Joined by, flanked by, H.W., Will Peterson, James Manchester Marillat. we got Jesse Trujillo and Marty O in the studio. Fellas, good morning to you. How are you? Great, Victor. Yourself? Oh, I got some uh, tales. I've got some tales to weave into this show. Okay. Okay. Right. Excited to hear them. Um, we're glad to have you back. Uh, don't get me wrong, but we needed you uh, on Friday in a in a big big way when we did this nickname Power Five because it really took on a life of its own, and I worry you uh, you missed some things, but I still think we can make yeah. up some lost time. I probably would have cut it off before the idea came to fruition. I'm not a big come up with nickname guy. I'm just not. I, I'm not like a wear a sweater, wear a jersey guy, and I'm not much of a nickname guy. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
both Will and I don't even go by our own names on this show because of nicknames you've given us. You, but those you, were those were organic. Those came up out of the blue. I didn't hold a poll. I didn't ask people what they thought. I didn't do any of that crap. You either come up with it on the top of your mind right away, or you don't. You don't have to think it through and sift through all these options. That is that, that, that's stupid. That's fabrication. That's not right. Well, and I, I guess to some extent, um, your theory is being proven correct because nobody likes anything we've come up with. Nobody. No. The players uh, hate it. You hated it. Well, uh, don't force can it. I tell you someone else who hates it? Everybody on Twitter because I kept having hundreds of mentions. And the uh, social media team for the Avalanche, not real thrilled with us. No, I saw that too. Yeah. Uh, so we basically are batting o o o on this. We're so far below the Mendoza line, it's not even close. So yeah, it it was a flop. It, it was a flop. But it does need to go on, though. I have some scoopage here. Do you guys want that now or later? No, now. Uh, Moser says it needs to go on. And after every win, I need to ask Landy what he thinks of the new nickname suggestion. And once Landy settles on one, this is now a battle between the Vic Lombardi show and the Mark Moser slash Kyle Keefe. Show, okay, well, yeah, yeah. Now it now it's become a, a superstition. Now now we've taken it to another level. Now we have to talk about it because hockey guys have to have it in their conversation because they're not winning by virtue of skill. They're winning because we made up some crap nickname. Yep, that's what it is. That's what it is. It's not that they're uh, you know playing well and the coaching staff's dialed in. It's exactly. uh, uh, the the yahoos on this show keep coming up with bad nicknames and running it by. The captain afterward. Well, because he's what the captain. You'll hear the sound. I said to him, he was he was legitimately laughing. And I finally said to him, I said, well, you're the captain, Gabe, so we're not stopping until you pick. And he said, all right, sounds good to me. <laughs> Fellas, um, before we get into sports, because we have three hours to discuss what we witnessed over the weekend. Man, I'm looking at the highlight of that Patriots double pass thing, whatever that was. How do you... How do you pull that out of your you-know-what during the practice week? Say, we're going to throw the ball to the right, pretend we're going to run the screen, then throw it back to the left. That's just a weird, wild, dynamic play that only the Patriots seem to be able to pull off in critical moments. Well, so they, ran, them. they ran two of them, and it reminds me, remember the year Baltimore went in there when Gary Kubiak was their offensive coordinator? Oh, yeah. They had they had the Patriots beat too. They were going to yep. win that game, and they ran the same play where it was a backward pass to Edelman, and I think he threw the touchdown to uh, Amendola, and that got the Patriots going and got him back into it. So it's just it's it's what they do, man. It's what they do. Well, they go for the jugular. They 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 unload their entire playbook when they have to. They don't save anything, right? This is what they do. They don't go into prevent offense mode as the Jags did. More on that a little bit later. So I arrived late last night after multiple delays, multiple delays. I still don't understand how we cannot handle a little snow. This is Denver, the first major snowfall, and things just shut down. So multiple delays getting into DIA. This is what I was greeted to when I arrived. I go to my car with the entire family late last night to the parking lot. Of course, I park off-premises because I don't want to pay that exorbitant sum, right? I wanted to save some money. So I park off premises and um, the entire car was loaded with snow and ice. Don't have a scraper. Don't have one. Well, how do you not have a scraper? That. Yeah, well, don't have one. Sorry. Jeez. Car's in the garage usually. Now you know don't my have problems one. every morning. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think I dealt with at 6 a.m. this morning? So I tried the old, you know, the credit card thing. That didn't work. Nothing worked. 
So there you are driving from the parking lot back to baggage claim, and I can't see. To make matters worse, the uh, window water thingy, the fluid thingy, that's not working. And it's full of fluid. I make, I checked the fluids. But for some reason, that's not working. The water's not spouting out. So now the windshield is dirty. Everything's frozen around me. I cannot see. How do people like this? All I thought about was, how do people enjoy this? How is this a term of enjoyment and celebration? Why do people love being so cold and frozen? Well, Can I, somebody tell me what the good point of Where is the good side here? It's funny you say that, because I'm outside yesterday, and I shovel in the morning, and then it keeps the wind blows everything back over, so I shovel between the two games, and then I look outside at about 7.30, I'm like, i got to go out there and do this one more time. And I'm out there shoveling for the third time, and I'm thinking, what is with snow people? I'm thinking about the conversation we had on the show, the exact thing you're talking about now. Who the heck likes this? Why Who would anybody pleasure? Who derives this? pleasure in this stuff? I'm with you. It was. It's just It's a pain in the neck. Driving in this morning was a pain in the neck, more so than normal. Everything's going to be filthy and dirty for, like, all week. My kids are delayed school for two hours. Who thinks this is good? Who thinks this is so fun? I, I have to ask you. We need the what moisture. Is, what, what is the most creative thing you've used to scrape the ice off your car? What? Where have you gone? I, you know, the credit card didn't work. It just folded right. in my hand. Like, right. It was miserable. I, I, you know what I ended up using? A plastic water bottle. And it took forever. Really? Yes. Well, yeah, that, that doesn't have a hard edge. Well, it does at the, at the tip of it, yes. By the way, I knew HW's car today when I pulled into the parking garage because it's the car with like six inches of frozen snow and ice just Everywhere on top of it, the 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 trunk, the top, on top of each mirror, on top of the hood. Did I do a good job of getting here? There's just there's just six inches of snow ever. Every other car in the in the parking yeah. lot, in the garage, they either were in a garage or they had brushed it off. And like, okay, here we go. Not HW man. He he made a big enough hole to see out the window, and that was it. That's where the work stopped. The rest of the car yeah. still just blanketed in snow. Real quick, and, I, I know we got to get to big news, but Vic, you realize we've done this as a Power Five before, right? Oh, we have. Your question right now, we've done as a Power Five in the what past. Most creative scraper. Yes, that oh, was a that. that was one probably a year ago or so. Oh well, it's obviously come up. I felt like that scene from Dumb and Dumber, looking out the window to try and drive home because I couldn't see anything. <laughs> You're like the dog sticking your head out the window? And to make matters worse, to even compound my frustration, as soon as I get down Airport Boulevard at midnight driving home, you know the wafted smell that entered our car that got me all riled up again. You know what it was like. You know exactly, because I've been gone several days, as you well know. So I get home to that. You know the smell that drove me crazy, that had me just bitching. Everybody in the car just, what? God, calm down. You know that smell, right? Tell us. Make sure we know it. Come on, dude. All the freaking marijuana warehouses oh, over there. Okay. I thought you were maybe the Purina or something. That no, was man. It used to be. Back in the day, it used to be the Purina smell. That was the bad smell. Yeah. The stock show smell. Now it's all the freaking marijuana hardware stores or whatever the hell they are right there by the airport. That's the first smell you're greeted to. I think you're the only one that can smell those. Oh no. no, it's prominent. I oh no, you, you're like a you're like a, a, a drug sniffing dog. I might be. You're the only guy that. Gets I asked that. everybody in my family. I go, do you guys smell this? No, oh, yeah. I go, I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> we arrive in town and your first impression is this. 
This is your first impression of Denver? This? Well, I think a lot of people who arrived to town are fine with that. God, it pisses me off. Time for big news right now. <laughs> what the headlines? The big story we're following this morning. What caught everyone's attention? The big news right now. Well, as I'm gone, the abs keep winning. Again and again and again. And guess what? McKinnon keeps scoring. Cuts it high, slot, holds and looks. McKinnon shoots. Score! Nathan McKinnon! He just continues to do it. He just does it all the time. He won't stop doing it. Can't stop, won't stop. That's so good. What was deemed a joke when it was brought up a month ago is now legit. H.W., I apologize. I will be the first to tell you. A month ago, when you mentioned Nathan McKinnon in MVP conversation, and I mocked you, I laughed at you, I scolded you, now I take it all back. Thank you, Vic. And a legit candidate for that award. And there's one other thing I need an apology for this morning. It involves one Tom Brady. We'll get to it. Avs now go for 10 in a row tonight. Puck down into the corner. Swatted to the side of the net. Avs tip it up the boards. Shea keeps it alive. Shea spins it up to the point. Miller, rink wide pass. Nobody home. Taken by Rettman. He'll skin it ahead. Fires it toward an empty net and scores! Miko Rantanen with one tenth of a second left. And the Colorado Avalanche go on top of the Rangers 3-1. The Avs and Nuggets seem to be going in opposite directions right now. Let's see if a little bit of that uh, Avs love can rub off on the Nugs because they got a critical game at home tonight. They got the Portland Trailblazers. They cannot afford to lose any more of these home games. Losing, losing of late. This team is now 500 and even Steven. Cannon brings it back out to the midcourt circle. Nine on the shot clock. He's guarded by Jamal Murray. Cannon spins to his left, then stops. Shot clock winding down. Cannon gets down the lane. Head fake, leans in. Layup is up and in. You can tell in the tone of Kaz's voice there. Could you tell? Could you tell the tone between Moj and Kaz? Which team's winning and which team is losing? Well, the Nuggets promised some changes tonight. Michael Ballone says that things are going to be handled differently. We will find out soon enough. Well, that's your that's your critique, and I respect that. Uh, their bench played very well. Jackson and uh, Isaiah Cannon, obviously, 32 of the 44. Uh, and, uh, you know, I can't play a starting group 48 minutes, unfortunately. Uh, I did that for a little while, uh, and it worked in the short term, but I was kind of running them into the ground. Wow. You know, he did say he can't <laughs> coach effort after the last loss against Phoenix. Ooh. And you've heard that out of Nuggets coaches before. Unable to coach effort. Well, we'll see what kind of effort they display tonight. And again, another one of those must-win games. Anytime you're at home at this point and the ship is sinking, you have to win at home. Finally, semifinals, NFL playoffs. Two games, one that was classic, the other one not so much. I can't wait to regale you in stories of watching the Patriots game with Patriots fans at an airport. But what a day in Championship Sunday.
The ball spotted at the four. Left hash mark. Amendola and Hogan to the right. Allen in motion to the right. White the single back with Brady up under center. He takes the snap. He play fakes to White. He stands in the end zone. He looks down the middle. He fires and the ball is caught in the back of the end zone by Danny. It's a catch. Amendola. Touchdown. Patriots. It's a catch. He made the grab just inside the end line. And New England is taking the lead. I love Tom Brady. <laughs> It's so damn funny. Uh, it's got so lack. Former Tom Brady. That's a man crush. Yeah, we, we need to save, save that. that. Oh, that is so funny. Oh, we got plenty of uh, opportunity to rip on Brady and Patriots, and I don't want to hear from the the rational NFL fan. I don't want to hear oh respect greatness. Don't 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 hit me with respect greatness. Okay, my hot take is going to be the opposite of that. I don't need to respect right. any. Don't tell me what I can hate it or not hate. All right, don't tell me who I like. It, this is sports. Should I just I, should I just go to my car? You might as well just leave. Don't come at me with these. Oh my God! You just don't appreciate great coaches, great. Pl- no, no, no. I can appreciate whatever, whomever I please. If I want to hate somebody irrationally because it's sports, I can. Trust me, I'll let you know about it. You got the Vic Lombardi show. Three hours right here on Altitude 950. We're back after this. I love Tom Brady. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Craigman and Harris. Coming up on Monday's edition of the Kreckman and Harris Show. Oh my God, we have the Super Bowl teams figured out who will win Super Bowl 52 and what happened this weekend. We'll check in with our Broncos insider Jeff Legwald and walk you right up to Avs and Maple Leafs at 435. Kreckman and Harris, 3 o'clock on Monday. Every weekday afternoon, 3 to 6, only on Altitude 950. Altitude brings you the best Nuggets action all season long. Tune in tonight as your Denver Nuggets take on the Portland Trailblazers. Pre-game coverage starts tonight at 6 p.m. with tip-off at 7 p.m. Check out our website for a full list of channel numbers in your area at AltitudeSports.com. And make sure to follow Altitude on Twitter and like us on Facebook for around-the-clock coverage and exclusive interviews. Altitude Sports, your TV home for the Denver Nuggets. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. Saturday, January 27th is 1990s night when your Denver Nuggets host the Dallas Mavericks at 7 p.m. Dribble drive all the way, coming underneath. Be a part of Nuggets history as we celebrate the 1990s era as part of our 50th anniversary season. 90s Nuggets stars Robert Pack, Tommy Hammonds, and Reggie Williams will be on hand for a pregame autograph session and special halftime ceremony. All fans in attendance will receive a special 1990s night poster. Get your tickets today at Nuggets.com. You're driving, minding your own business, then boom, you're rear-ended. Just another ordinary day for the insurance company, but not for you. You need to know your rights. You need the Bell & Pollock Legal Game Plan. Bell & Pollock's Legal Game Plan gives you the rules, so you have the legal strength to fight the insurance company. 
Bell and Pollock. Our legal game plan is designed to help injured victims just like you. Find us at championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. Put our legal game plan to work for you. We'll help you. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Snowpack has been removed from the highways, although watch for some icy conditions on the on and off ramps, bridges, overpasses, as well as side streets. Traffic is brought to you by Unbound.org. I-70 remains closed between Air Park and Burlington due to blowing snow. A girl in Kenya dreams of becoming a doctor. An elder in Guatemala dreams of being part of a community. Reach out and change their world, and it will change your own. Unbound.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with Traffic on Altitude 9. 50. Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Could you imagine after you guys lost to Arizona winning nine straight? I mean, I, I always believe in this team, and I and I always believe that we can we can make things happen, but nine in a row is hard to do in any league, especially in the, in the National Hockey League. You've got to focus day by day and make sure we, um, we enjoy this one tonight and then uh, move on. Hey, uh, Hockey Will. Welcome to the club, man. <laughs> Welcome. What's it like, bro hugging professional athletes? <laughs> what did he just say? Because I was trying to figure out my headphones, and I oh, know, you know he chucked me under the bus. Oh, he's giving you a hard time about bro hugs. He, I knew he was. He, Vic, you just had that look on your face before you even started talking. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> what's it like going up to a pro athlete, smiling and hugging and giving the old slap on them? What's that like? I like haven't hugged him. Hey, man. I have not done a single bro hug. I've Thank no. God one of us stays above the fray. I oh, will really? let you know when the bro hugs start happening. Really? There has not been a bro hug yet. I've never seen hockey will in an avalanche locker room so frequently than I have the last couple of weeks. I mean, yeah. you're a part of the team now. Hockey will, he interviewing may. McKinnon, Landy. They're, they share nicknames. Hey, man. He's going to start calling doing? him we like Keith does. Oh, that's next. <laughs> That's next. Oh, no. We are a long ways away from me referring to that team. Hey, do, we all, do we all get rings if they win one? Like, they're, they're, oh, I'm getting a ring. You know where my goals are right now. All, I go back to what I've told you all along. Human nature. Once you become connected to a team in whatever fashion, whatever it is, covering it, following it, once that connection takes place, you have a friend on the squad, whatever, then you run into these troubles. Then, then you're going to be accused of stuff like this. You, you're right, though. You're right, James. The, the best way to go about stuff like don't have that connection. Yeah, exactly. Don't have it because that's the only way you can be completely objective and unbiased. Don't have it. I stay above the fray. It's hard not to. It's very difficult. I learned a long time ago, man. I've been covering the Broncos for years, and I've made friends on the team with coaches and players, and they come and go. They leave. They get traded. They become free agents. The, you don't see them again, and it's it's hard to deal with that. It's like a recycled emotion. Okay, so you have to understand what it is. You are, in essence, cheering for laundry. Correct. Seinfeld is right. Yes. What I cheer for is the Denver. That's what I cheer for. I'm, this is my home. I cheer for the Denver. Mm. So whether they're renting that Denver space or not, and they all are, they're leasing it, you represent Denver. You represent my town. Okay? I'm more of this town than you are. You're not from here. I, this is my town. You represent me. That's how I look at pro sports in this town. You can look at it however you please. But pro sports is on a lease-by-lease basis. These guys are leasing our town for what? Four to ten years. You know what? College sports is somewhat the same way, right? I mean, whoever's up at CU, they're leasing that time. Sure. They're representing our state. They're representing my school. Yeah. 
So same uh, kind of thing. Before we get into the uh, piping hot takes, uh, a couple people reacting to my inability to properly scrape off all the ice and snow from my car last night at the airport. And I just want to make note, I took due time to scrape off as much as I possibly could without a scraper. I was out there for a long time scraping away with a water bottle and several other artifacts. And I got all of the ice and snow off. The problem I incurred, as I read this text, 2818, quote, you're the idiots that cause accidents because you're unprepared and will not clean off your windshield. You're exactly right. I can't stand those idiots that don't do enough to create enough space to watch, to look through the windshield. I totally agree with you. That wasn't my problem. My problem was the windshield fluid stuff wasn't working. And I tapped it off. It was there. I had plenty of liquid there. But it wasn't coming out. It wasn't spewing out of there. And I couldn't figure out why. Was- so as you're driving... The windshield kept getting dirtier and dirtier, and I had the windshield wipers going, and all it did is accentuate the dirt. Did you uh, clean the snow and ice off the top of the window washer fluid spray things? I did. Oh, I did. Because that would have been the logical problem. No, I dug in there. My son and I are sitting there trying to figure out why isn't the fluid coming out of the engine party thing. It wasn't working. (laughs) You were the worst... Like, I always think I'm a bad car guy. Like, I'm so bad at car stuff, I'd go to the wrong side to fill my car with gas half the time. Whatever, dude. You know, You're, you expect this stuff to work. I'm I'm like an auto mechanic compared to you. Well, I don't understand. Why why wouldn't this work? I mean, you don't you rely on stuff like this working? Yeah. No, I'm with you. It, it's supposed to work. Well, what, what am I? I mean, I'm not going to be able to fix it on the spot. You aren't B.F. Goodrich. We'll put no, it that I way. No, I just want to get home. It's cold. <laughs> So all these texters saying, oh, you didn't do enough. I did plenty. You weren't with me, okay? I did plenty. I got my entire family in the car. I made sure the ice and the snow was out of the way. So don't give me your, don't don't preach at me. Let's go with piping hot takes, please. I am the greatest. Because I spit hot fire. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station, and the Vic Lombardi Show present Piping Hot Takes. Brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. It's Vince Hot Take. Oh, I have a feeling uh, Manchester and I are going to get at each other this morning, which is great. We need this. Denver needs this. Denver needs a distraction from having to watch that crap yesterday. And if you're a true hater of the Patriots, I know what you're thinking. Ah, oh, it was set up. The referees sided their way. I mean, look at the disparity in penalties. At 1.6 straight penalties against the Jaguars as the Patriots work their way back. And I get it. I get it. Hate them all you want. And don't let anybody tell you that you're not allowed to hate Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and Matt Patricia and that stupid pencil. Don't tell somebody where you can align your hatred. It's okay to hate in sports. So every time I say I hate the Patriots via Twitter and I get these soft responses, oh, that's a bad attitude. Oh, that's a bad word. You're not supposed to hate anybody. Shut up. This is sports. I can hate whomever and whatever I want. Don't tell me I can't have hate coursing through my veins, especially when it comes to the damn Patriots. It's okay to be petty and irrational. That's exactly what I am. Because guess what? Individually... Would I take Tom Brady on my team? Hell yeah, I would. Would I take Danny Amendola, 
who, by the way, returns punts and catches touchdown passes. Uh, Manuel Sanders, why, why can't you do the same? Would I take him on my team? Damn right I would. Gronk? Would I take Hoodie as my coach? Damn right I would. But collectively, allow me to hate them as much as I please. Don't tell me who I can and cannot despise. That's a special emotion reserved for such occasions. When a team continues to win and continues to play great and continues to rub it in, I hate the idea of the Patriots. I hate the Boston fan that was standing right before me in the airport last night with his stupid Sullivan's shirt, the bar shirt, his mom jeans, his mom shoes, talking with that accent, cheering after every play. I hate that idea. I hate it so much. Don't tell me what I can't hate. Next hot take. It's HW's Hot Take. The Avalanche are good. I was right. Nathan McKinnon's the MVP. Uh, the Broncos also have a shot at Tom Brady. There's now two media members in town willing to do it. Uh, one of our friends wrote a column about it this morning. I'm done. It's Manchester's Hot Take. Yesterday proved the flaw in the Broncos' plan the last two years. In each game, which team, which, which team had the better defense? Jacksonville and Minnesota. Which two teams are now done and not playing? Jacksonville and Minnesota. Why? Because they didn't have quarterbacks who could make the play they had to in the four or five big moments of the game. Blake Bortles was pretty damn good yesterday. But when he had to make a play, when it's third and eight and he checks down out into the flat and Tony Romo shows us, hey, if he waits a split second longer, the receiver coming across the middle, 14 yards downfield, wide open for a first down, he couldn't make the play. He kept giving the ball back to Tom Brady, and Tom Brady made a play on third and 18. Case Keenum couldn't make a playoff schedule. Boy, that first drive when they were running what was drawn up on the whiteboard all week, they were awesome. But as soon as he had to make a play off schedule, it's a pick six, it's a fumble in the red zone, it's mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake. You have to have a quarterback who can make a play in the three or four moments where they have to make one during a game. The Broncos didn't understand that the last two years. That's why they've wasted a great defense. Minnesota and Jacksonville are done for the year because their great defense wasn't enough. You have to have a guy behind center who can make a play when it counts. Tom Brady, and believe it or not, Nick Foles did that yesterday. You know, I'll even take it a step further, and I appreciate your hot take. Thanks, If Rick. you're a Broncos fan and you're going to sit there and say, respect greatness, i got to clap, no. I don't have to respect any. This is sports. This isn't life. I respect my teachers. I respect my elders. I don't have to respect Matt Patricia and that freaking face. I don't have to respect any of that. Oh, I'm going to. sports. When we get back, I want to get into this further. Please. I firmly disagree with you. Great. We can disagree all day. I hate the Patriots. I'll convince More you. than I've hated any team my entire life. In fact, I can't wait till they hit the abyss. I can't wait till Belichick leaves and Brady retires at the age of 74. That's like I saying you can't wait. wait for J-Lo to not be pretty. Apparently, it's not going to happen. I don't it's care. not going to happen. It's going to go on forever. Valley, when they hit that valley and they lose, I will root for them to lose by 50 every I, time. Tom Brady and may be 55 and still bad. playing. I feel bad for the next quarterback and the next head coach who have to take over for those two because I am going to pile it on them with so much hate, so much enmity coming my way. 
I can't stand those people. Sorry. And I don't like the people that root for them either. Sorry. You're a Boston fan? I hate you. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. Piping Hot Takes has been brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. Do you ever think about your garage door? I mean, you don't really. It's one of those things you hit the button and it opens. But what if it doesn't? And it's snowing. Sure, you can just get out of the car and go into the house, but how come it didn't open? Family Garage Door will come out to your house and do a 21-point winter inspection. Balance, level, and align the garage door, lubricate the moving parts, and tighten the hinges. Just $49. So you can go on not thinking about your garage door. Schedule your inspection at FamilyGarageDoor.com. Hey, this is Jerry from Colorado Off-Road. Riley Dixon, punter for the Denver Broncos. Why do you shop Colorado Off-Road? I've always been taken very good care of. Your staff is always walking around with a smile. They've always helped me out with everything I needed from exhaust to tires to tonneau covers for the back of my truck. Colorado Off-Road has always taken very good care of me. Thanks, Riley. We appreciate that. We always want our customers walking out with a smile on their face, happy and taken care of. Located in Littleton at Wadsworth and Quincy, behind Phil Long. Colorado Off-Road. Get in shot. Go! Bring the family to Pepsi Center and be a part of the excitement of Avalanche Hockey with a family night package. Get four tickets, four Pepsis, and four chicken tenders for only $120. Visit ColoradoAvalanche.com to reserve your package today. Hey, it's Mark Mosier. Larry H. Miller Nissan 104th is celebrating the new year all month long with incredible deals. Like a new 2017 Rogue S all-wheel drive for just $172 a month and $19.99 do-it signing. That means all this month, Rogues are up to 20% off MSRP along with Titan, Murano, Maxima, and Sentra at Larry H. Miller Nissan 104th. And don't forget to stop in for your Crested Butte ski passes with a test drive. Larry H. Miller Nissan 104th. Off I-25 104th. Online at Larry H. Miller Nissan 104.com. Driven by you. 36 month lease, 2000 allowed with miles per year, then HP 5143682, the Altitude 950 traffic update. I-70 remains closed between Air Park and Burlington due to hazardous driving conditions. Traffic is brought to you by the Foundation for a Better Life. Snowpack off the highway. Speeds are averaging anywhere from the mid-30s to mid-60s. Slower, though, on westbound C-470 now as you work your way between Bowles and Morrison Road. Winston Churchill's words stirred his country in the face of defeat. Today, they inspire us to reach for our own victories. Commitment. Pass it on. From the Foundation for a better life at values.com. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. It was a great, uh, great win. Happy for our team. And, uh, you know, just a great, great game. So proud of all the guys, coaches, everyone. Bill, did anything have to change game plan-wise because of Brady's hand? Not that I'm aware of. And he's a tough guy. We all know that. I'm talking about open heart surgery here. Yeah, shut up with your tape on the hand and the 
small little cut. I'm so glad Hoodie said it. It's not like he's playing with a freaking open wound on his chest. Dude, he had 12 stitches oh in the top of his hand. God, oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Up, we man. have guys who sit out with hangnails. God. This guy has 12 stitches in the top of his hand, Quit and he plays in an NFL narrative. game. What is... Did he go to TB12 Water? Did he pay 15 oh bucks for that gosh. bottle of water to fix his hand? You know he's not going to be sunburned. He thinks water prevents sunburns. Freak show. Was there any doubt in your mind when they got the ball back in the fourth quarter that no they doubt. were going to win? Oh, I knew they were going to win the entire time. Listen, and that's the that's the issue. That's Teams that play the Patriots are freaked out. They're officially intimidated and freaked out. They don't know what to do. Had Jacksonville continued with that aggressive style of play, they'd have won that game. Go no, away. No, you know what it is? New England doesn't beat themselves. You know what New England doesn't do? New England doesn't call a timeout, come oh out, God, call a yeah. play, throw right. a first down, and end up right. not getting the first down because they had exactly a damn right. delay a game after exactly a timeout. Right. New England exactly doesn't right. do that. You're exactly right. Now, I know there was a disparity in penalties, blah, blah, blah. The referees aren't... Listen, referees aren't calling the game pro New England. I'm not going to go that far. But it doesn't mean I don't, I don't get the opportunity to hate them and hate them with a, an extended passion that approaches. No, I don't think, and let me ask you guys this. Think about back in your, your entire sports viewing career as Avalanche fans. And I know you hated the wings back in the day. Have you ever despised an opposing team? As much as I despise the New England Patriots. Yes. I don't think that's possible. No, the, the Red Wings are there and, uh, Kobe's Lakers that beat the Nuggets in the 09 Western Conference Finals are both there for me. Vic, See I, you, Nebraska. The, the Nebraska. I hate Nebraska. Hatred, that yeah. was real. That yeah. was real. No, I, See, I, I hate Nebraska more so than I hate So you know that hatred. hatred, you know how it's irrational, right? And you, you hate them even when they're, like for instance, this season, they went through a coaching change and you loved it, right? You, you piled on, correct? You felt no sympathy, right? Correct. I will. When the Patriots begin to lose games, because it's going to happen, when they hit that valley, I will enjoy it to no end. And you know what they're going to say? Hey, we have six Super Bowl rings, dude. Oh, trust me. I mean, trust me. I know there's nothing. I'm already hearing it. They can't fall unless they become the Cleveland Browns and go 0 and 16, unless they go 1 and 31 over a two year span. There's no abyss deep enough that they're not going to be able to say, Oh yeah, well we've been to 10 Super Bowls and we've won 6 or whatever the crazy numbers are at this point. I mean, they have gotten to a point where they are so good and they do it time after time after time and they come back when they're down, when they look dead, they pull it out and they do it because they're the smart team and the other team's the dumb team over and over and over again. They're at the point now where you can do nothing but tip your cap. I have gotten to the point where no, I enjoy no, no, no. watching, not I'm not bowing. No, no. I'm not kissing the ring. No, no, no. You're just you're kissing the ring, dude. They're so good, you have so, to respect it. Okay, At some I just point, want to write this down. To write this it. down. HW, make note of this. Make note of this. I want everybody to know what's the All date right. here. It is January 22nd. It is 7:36 in the a.m. and Manchester is kissing the ring. Go ahead. You go and kiss. Listen, not kissing anything. You can brother. be. You sounded can, like you were kissing the ring. You can be Sounds the biggest like Roger Federer hater of all time. We have but a at some point, sound effect. At some smooch... point, you got to go. The guy's so damn good. I got to respect nah. it. You could have nah. hated Tiger Woods all you wanted to back during his 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 reign, but at some point dude, you had dude, to go. Dude, 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 dude the guy like, wins not, every golf tournament he plays. You're not yes. making sense. What is this? Is golf? None of those golfers represent your hometown. You, this is your hometown. Sorry. Right. They're they so damn your good. Hometown team. No. They're no. so damn good. 
I have come to the point into the realization where I tip my cap and I go, you know what? This is a joy to watch. It is a joy to be alive and be a football fan while the greatest team to ever play is in the midst of doing it. You're going to at some point 30 years from now be able to regale people with stories of, yep, I watched that dynasty. I covered that dynasty. Oh, really? I was I was okay. doing sports talk while that dynasty was okay. in their heyday. It's Hold like on. being alive when Hold the on. Lombardi Packers were at in, in their prime and being able to look back now and go, really? man, it was unbelievable the okay. way they were able to dominate the NFL. So That's harness, what it's like. Harness all that hatred you had for the Cornhuskers. When Dr. Tom was putting it on you, how'd you enjoy that? Did you sit back Listen, and respect it? Hey, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you respect the Big Red? The Cornhuskers were never at this level. They Did won two, you, they won they two national up, titles in the last 50 years. When they beat the Buffs year in, year out. Oh, but come when on. They, I'm asking you a, a, a viable question. When they owned you, did you kiss the ring? You know what? I will say this. You know who the greatest college football player I've ever seen is? Tommy Frazier. Exactly right. Exactly when right. When he owned you, did you kiss the ring? I was able to say, I was able to have some perspective and go, I can't stand that that guy is beating me, but that guy is the best college football player you know I what? have ever seen. You don't, don't be that guy. Don't be, be what see, guy? I'm going to hear that. Be this actual that have guy. perspective that, guy? Don't be that namaste guy. Oh, no man, let's, How, let's self reflect. Little philosophical, like he was yeah. talking about his favorite philosophers when you were gone, Vic, <laughs> like break. Aristotle you know and Socrates. Why don't you allow yourself to be I'm a more fan. of a Kant oh, guy. No, allow yourself to be a normal freaking sports fan. I was at one point. Normal fans hate other teams no, and they at, hate the players listen, that play for those teams. I and normal it. fans, when those players come to your team, then you love them. That's I get it. Is it irrational and petty? Damn right it is. But, but that's what being a fan is. At some point, a team or a player or an athlete gets to a level of greatness where all you're doing is denying yourself the enjoyment of appreciating their greatness because you want to have hatred. The Patriots are at that point. They are so damn good and so damn clutch that you have to respect them and enjoy the fact of, you know what, I actually get to witness this. I get to witness this and oh, see it settle unfold. down, Mother Teresa. I'm just when telling Gronk you. left the game, all I was thinking of, damn straight he left yeah. the game. Maybe they can lose and now. 31, That's all I was thinking. 31, I really other teams, 31 other teams in this league would have folded. Hell, the Broncos lost the game in Seattle because Virgil freaking Green got hurt in the middle of the game. That was a John the, Foxyism. The Patriots lost Gronk. The only player on their roster, other than uh, Tom Brady, that you sit there and go, God, how are we going to stop him? They lose him in the first half, Dude, I and they still Denver come back. Card. I they still come that. back. I, all of you on the text line that agree with Manchester, I, I, I question all of your Denver cards. Uh, maybe I, we I, need I to pull it to away. Do we need to take that extreme At step and some, I'm give it to point, Marty? Dude. Again, it is January, and I heard it this morning on January 22nd. This dude kissed the ring. Dude, at some you good point. Luck if you want me to bend knee. I'm not bending knee. Point, I'm not bending anything, brother. It's, it's an extreme thing. It happens once in a blue moon. First moon reference, Marty. Happens once in a blue moon that a team or an athlete or whatever gets to the level of greatness where you have to go, I'm going to check my allegiance at the door and just say, this is a joy to watch. And the Patriots are at that level. It's it's mind-boggling how good and how clutch and how smart that this team is and this franchise is, and they're well-coached. I tell you what. And, and you have to tip your cap. Otherwise, all you out. are is denying yourself the the, 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 the joy of watching greatness. Joy. I'm going to go ahead and enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy it. I it's enjoyed yesterday. Joy? 
I enjoyed yeah. yesterday. So, so are you rooting? Let me ask you this: Are you rooting for the Patriots to beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl? No, I'm not. Well, but wait, you know wait, what? Wait, 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 hold on a second. Hold on. You're. <laughs> 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 Why, why aren't you rooting for him? Now you sound like Tony Romo just grunting. Remember yesterday when he just started grunting? He's like, ah, I, Jim, uh, I mean, this is ridiculous. Uh, Listen, this is the dumbest uh, argument I've no, ever no, heard. No, no, no. So you're rooting for greatness, but no. you won't, you're rooting for Philly to beat that greatness. So I am not. You just spent the last 10 minutes telling me how greatness is um, um, upon us. I am not rooting for greatness, but I'm not rooting against the Patriots. I'm going to watch the Super Bowl, and I'm just going to sit there and enjoy watching them Pull it off again. I'm not rooting for them. I the just know what's going to happen. Biggest snowflake theory oh I've Vic. ever heard from another Denver sports fan. I, I mean, you are so field listen, day right now. Listen, did you, you like? So wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Two one zero seven on the text line. Two one zero seven on the text did line. Did you? Do you like? Did you like watching Michael Jordan play? Yeah, I did. Oh, but you did know he what? Wear, when he, he wearing Nuggets jersey? Hey, when he came to McNichols, I wanted to eat his children. Fine, they're not playing the Broncos. I've never rooted for the Patriots against the Broncos, not one time. They're not playing the Broncos. But I was a Jordan fan. He didn't wear a Nuggets jersey. When he was different. on the road, it didn't Jordan say was Denver different. on the front. Jordan Why? didn't rub me the way Brady does. Oh, come the, on. He didn't. He didn't. Hey, I grew up you in the what? Jordan era. They were era. both jerks. Everybody no. making a big deal yesterday. Jordan Tom Brady telling the cameraman to get the he blank off the field. He me that way. Oh, There's something geez. about Brady's face. There's something about Brady's mystique. I don't like Listen, him. Listen, and I have if, that right. If Phil freaking Jackson and all of his Zen crap and Michael Jordan, who maybe was the biggest jerk in the history of sports, didn't rub you the wrong way, but Tom Brady and Bill Belichick do, I come speak on. for every I'm, fan out there in Denver this morning listening to your I am, I am not rooting for the Patriots when they play the Broncos, and I never, ever would. But when the Broncos are out of it, when the Broncos are 5-11, and 11, when they're a, a team picking fifth in the NFL draft because they're terrible, then I'm going to sit there when I'm just a football fan and go, you know what? This is freaking greatness. It's like watching the Lombardi Packers in the Great. 60s, and I'm going to enjoy it. It's like being an, a basketball fan in the 50s and 60s and going, Red Arbach and this team, they win every freaking year, and you know what? It's pretty awesome to sit here and be a, a, a somebody who can witness it. I don't have to be from Boston to appreciate that. I can appreciate greatness, and that's what the Patriots are. It's an overused word. They're the definition of greatness. Oh, just move to Rhode Island, loser. Oh. Let me say this. Although Miss Rhode Island, who Let me say this. is Dayton. In the end, do they win? Yes. Are, are the Patriots in my head? Darn right they are. Have I lost this mental game? Yes. I've lost. I admit defeat. I've surrendered. They're in my head like they're in every opposing coach's head. So Manchester's saying the Patriots are sneaky hot. That's what he told us this morning. Manchester's fr- I, I've lost. Smoking hot. There's nothing sneaky bro. about them. I, I am taking your Denver card. You're not getting it back. As far as I'm concerned, I want you moving to freaking Kansas. I don't understand why I lost the border. It. What did Leave I do to now. lose my card? Leave now. I'm going to chase your family out of town. I am so you know what? angry. You can you. have this crappy traffic in this snow. Fine. Scottsdale, here I come. Leave. Leave now. Go hang out. Go drink some of that TB12. <laughs> you won't get a sunburn for the rest of your life. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. There's big news in the new year as mortgage loan limits are increasing, meaning you may be able to borrow more money when purchasing a new home. It's an increase that will give buyers more choices in homes. So you can plan your new year and the things you want to accomplish. Make sure home ownership is near the top of the list. 
with just a 10-minute call to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing, you can start the process of getting mortgage approval, an even better way to find out exactly what loan amount you can be approved for. It will make your home search more enjoyable. So give my friends at American Financing a call, 303-695-7000. Check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. They're the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Nine wins in a row. This is the home of the hottest team in the National Hockey League. Your Colorado Avalanche. Altitude 950. Next time you want to drive up the hill to play at the casinos in Central City, don't crawl up that old twisty canyon stuck behind slow buses and gravel trucks. Do what I do. Take I-70 to the Central City Casino Parkway. It's a quick, easy, scenic drive. And best of all, it's a modern four-lane highway. Central City offers everything you need. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, and live casino action day or night. So remember, don't take old twisty. Cruise I-70 to the parkway and take the four lanes to fun. Hi, this is Jack Farland, owner of Farland Classic Restoration. Since 1991, we've been Denver's premier classic car restoration and sales shop. From rebuilding a rare 12-cylinder Ferrari engine to performing world-class metalwork on a Jaguar XKE, you'll find we're always up to something interesting. What can we do for you? Learn more at FarlandCars.com or on Facebook at Farland Classic Restoration. Over $135 million. That's how much money the C3 Group recovered for its clients just in 2017. The C3 Group is a group of licensed public insurance adjusters, engineers, appraisers, meteorologists, and other experts here to help you with your insurance claims. Consider them a go-between between you and your insurance. Let the C3 Group help you today. Visit the website at c3adjusters.com. C3Adjusters.com The Altitude 950 Traffic Update Snowpack has been removed from the highways. Overall speeds are decent, but you do have some slowdowns here and there. In fact, westbound and eastbound I-70 remain closed between Air Park and Burlington due to winter driving conditions. Traffic is brought to you by Positive Coaching Alliance. Watch for a slowdown. Southbound I-25 approaching Highway 7 with an accident. Questions about youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. Info at positivecoach.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Talk some avalanche hockey with Lauren Gardner, who is on the road with the Avs. They've got three straight on the road Toronto, Montreal, St. Louis. See if they can extend that win streak, make it a double-digit win streak tonight. Talk to her a little bit later. The Harvester, Joel Dreesen at 8.30. Our Power 5 question of the day in honor of one of the more creative T-shirts I saw over the weekend at a very unlikely place. But, you know, we talk about irrational emotion, and my hatred toward the Patriots is irrational. I admit that. It's petty. I admit that. But so too are their fans. They're irrational and petty, and man, are they arrogant. I'll give you case in point, and the very reason why I can't stand his writing, I don't read them. 
And and I know it's stupid. It's like I'm spiting myself. I get it. Can't stand Bill Simmons. Can't stand. Him. Never have. Never. I think he writes tomes. I think his his writing style is too long. Too. But I can't stand him because I know behind that veneer there's that that Bostonian, that that Boston fan. You can't believe him because everything about him is Boston. So yesterday, Bill Simmons sends this ridiculous tweet out after the Gronk hit, which, by the way, I thought was just your standard helmet-to-helmet. It wasn't a guy attempting a cheap shot. I don't think Barry Church was looking to take Gronk out of the game. I don't either. I mean, and all of a sudden, New England fan, oh, that was a blatant cheap shot. No, it wasn't. Hell, I retweeted Richard Sherman. That's how much I agree with you, because Richard Sherman said, what's he supposed to do? If he goes low, he's cheap for going at the knees. It's a no-win situation. Exactly right. I mean, he... Gave the guy a hit, and yeah. it resulted in a freaking concussion. Okay, so Bill Simmons then tweets, cheap shot on Gronk to get him out of the game. We'll see if the karma gods reward that one. Hey, Bill, um, were you watching Were you watching the Buffalo Bills-Patriots game when Gronk, after a play, got up and cheap shotted yeah. the DB that plays for the Bills? I'm just wondering, were the karma gods involved in that one? Yeah. No, but dude, listen, would if you're being objective about it, if somebody did that to Shannon Sharp in 1998, that's the kind of tweet, if Twitter had existed, mm-hmm. I could have seen Vic Lombardi putting out, right? Of like, oh, that's a cheap shot from whoever, fill in the blank, whoever they were playing, the Jets or whoever. Hold on. No, that Who would, would be, have said that? Let me give you a better case. That would be like me saying back then, Bill Romanowski just got cheap shot. Oh, the karma... Romo was known for cheap shots. Okay, that's a better okay. that's a better Gronk, example. Gronk delivered one of the most blatant cheap shots of the season. It cost him a game. Uh, he, he did, but okay, he had and for one this cheap guy shot. to turn around and the arrogance of somebody to just dismiss that and say it never happened. It's the arrogance. But it's one play. I mean, overall, is is Gronk considered a dirty player? No. Okay. Romo is Barry was. Church is Barry Church considered a dirty player? No, he's when not. You say Barry. He's his not. His name is Church. For crying out loud. <laughs> he's not considered a dirty player. He's not. And it, it, the irony of it to me is, you know, the the Patriots and Bill Belichick whined so much at T.J. Ward when he was playing for the Browns for going low on Gronk and blowing out his knee. Now they're whining about this. It's like, well, how do you want us to defend him? What would you like us to do? Because you the first no thing that came to mind, the first thing that came to mind is when they when they flagged Barry Church. I said should have taken out his knees. Well, yeah, and then they get the pass interference penalty on the next play, and all of a should sudden have, they're back in yes. the game because of should two have penalties. taken out his. They don't want you to hit him there. Should have taken out his ankles. Agreed. Should have completely ruined his ankles. But you, you gotta you gotta look at it objectively, man. How would we all act? If the Broncos had this kind of run exactly. for 17 it, yeah, years. See, you don't have to be objective years. in sports. But see, that's where you're mistaken. Oh. That's the beauty of sports. This is why we do this. There's no objective. This isn't life. I can be petty and irrational if I want to be. This is why we watch sports. This is why we're so invested. Because it's it's another world. It's It's fake. You understand this, right? Okay, hold on. It's I was the pro wrestling of life. I was firmly Team Vic last segment. I'm kind of leaning towards Team Manchester this segment. You, you clearly are like really upset about this, dude. Like, well, it, well, I'll give you an example. Really upset. Uh, let me tell you why. I'm sitting at the airport for eight hours yesterday. Flights canceled. Whatever. So we're sitting at a at an airport in Austin, Texas. Can't get more neutral than that, right? You're watching these games on the big screen there at a bar, and there's people just loitering around there were hundreds of people watching the championship games and what did you think the percentage might be 
in anti-Patriots versus Patriots fans. This is a neutral site, Austin, Texas. 80-20 anti-Patriot. It was probably 95-5. Okay. There was Every one time guy. Jacksonville made a play, people erupted. Sure they did. But the 5% Patriot fans, oh, they let you know it. I tweeted a photo of the guy in front of me wearing his Sully's T-shirt, his mom jeans, his mom's talking with the accent after every play. Hey, we got a Super Bowl again. You know, just letting you know. They want you to know they're Boston proud. They want you to know. Okay, if you want. Now you're a target. We were going back and forth. Oh, that was fun. That was more entertaining than the game itself. And that back guy, in my mind, I knew I'd rue the day. I knew that Brady and company would win. I knew this gentleman would have the last laugh. Yes. I knew it. But it still offered a game within a game for me. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that discussion. I enjoyed that back and forth. I enjoy hating him and his team. I enjoy it. Uh, which so is don't fine. tell me I can hate and can't hate. I'm not telling you can't you can't hate him. I'm just saying that guy. Why does he act like that? Why is he the one guy in the bar and he's because he's to a do Boston because he no, lives in Boston because he's emboldened by the fact of you know what this team always pulls it out. So he it doesn't acts like that because he's is. from Boston. That's why. No, all Boston people act. like Oh, that. they do not. They didn't act like that 20 years ago. They didn't. They didn't. Were you? Come on. Let me ask you. Were you at Coors Field Game Four of the World Series when no. Boston? Were you there? I was. I was doing live shots there in the first baseline with all the Boston fans there. The arrogance of of those people when they were partying at Coors Field. That's when my hatred actually was born. This was pre-Patriots. This had nothing. This had everything to do with Boston fan more so than pay. Everything Boston, I will root against all well, the time. But that was 2007. The Patriots had won multiple Super Bowls. The Red Sox had already gotten rid of the the, the curse. They, they were in the midst of, you know, I think the Celtics had won right about then. That was right in the middle of the, this Boston. Boston has dominated the sports scene in this millennium. They have. No doubt. They about have. It. And so I get why people are jealous of it. But I respect the fact that that team is unbelievably good, and I I respect the fact that they're well-coached. I respect the fact that they don't beat themselves. I respect the fact that they're clutch. I love clutch. Watch Tom Brady Guess make what? plays when it's third and 18, and watch Blake Bortles fail to get his team out of the huddle on time after a timeout. Well, you know and, and no- you're in a Voltaire mood this morning. If I want to go all Voltaire on you, I'll tell you something you know deep in your heart that you're not willing to admit right now. Denver's on track to be the new Boston. Oh my God! You oh, calm you, down with it. You see, now, now you're taking it. Calm the hell down. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a How minute. How is Denver minute. not on track to wait be the minute. new Boston? What are you talking about? The closest team to winning a title in this town is the Rockies. the Rockies. I'm not saying tomorrow. I'm saying three to five years from now. Use your brains. Denver is on track to be the okay, new Boston. Okay, let, let me just go through these real quick. Okay, so I tell you, sometimes you say something. I want to spank you. I, I want to put you over my knee and spank you. It's I really do. just ludicrous. Tell me I'm wrong. The Rockies are the closest team in town right now to winning a title. They're a mid-market team like Kansas City, Minnesota, Oakland. They're in that window of three or four years where they're going to be competitive and good, and then it's, they're going to have to Could blow they win it up. two? Dude, win a playoff game first. Win one. So that's the closest team. The Abs are second. And they've won nine in a row. They're hot. They're fun. They're the, the the team to watch right now. I said it on Friday, and apparently it was controversial that if you're talking about anything other than this team right now as the number one sports story in town, you're you're misguided. But they're 
less than a year removed from being the worst team in the NHL. So Hockey's in all about being hot, and Nathan McKinnon clearly it. had something change once you know well, who I, left. I get it. By God, if if the Avs ended up playing the Bruins in the Stanley Cup Finals, I mean, Manchester's going to be rooting for greatness. <laughs> I mean, Manchester would be wearing that... Uh, that Bruins jersey but, every game. All right, so Rockies yeah. and Avs both fit the Boston trend. Okay, go on. They're no Okay. The Nuggets are let's just be honest, they're disappointing at this point. They're 23 and 23. They're 4 and 7 in their last 11. We all talked about it, I don't know, a week or so ago. Hey, this is the stretch they got to make up some ground. They've lost to the freaking Hawks and the Suns at home. And they have a core of three guys that could be the next big 3 in the NBA H- and we know H-W, that. HW, you always seem to take Take these things off the hinges. You've completely obliterated the door. And then, right? uh, did I obliterate the door on the McKinnon thing? And was I no, right? No, you were right, and I admit, admitted as much. And did I obliterate DT be because I know DT is not going to be on this team next year? And then yes. you have, then yeah. you have the Broncos who are coming off a five and eleven season. They don't have a quarterback. They have a head coach who should have gotten fired. They have a GM who spent his entire offseason last year gallivanting around the globe like he's Carmen Sandiago. And where was he this weekend? Where was he? Was he at the East-West Shrine game? Nope. He was playing in a pro-am. Right, because you you know there's a reason I brought up that Instagram post a few months ago. Loyal listeners will remember the post I brought up. Where in the world is John Elway? I don't know. It's the great way to learn geography because he's somewhere other than Denver all the time. His, His son wrote on Instagram, my dad is scheming. If his son writes that, he doesn't write the word scheming for Baker Mayfield. Think a little bigger when you hear the word scheming. What conversation did he overhear? I'm just telling you. I I don't want this show to devolve into your ridiculous fascinations that you guys have. You're going back to this again. This is about hating everything Boston. All right. This is what these, these three hours are devoted to hating their, their sports fans, their teams, their accents. Um, you know, I'm not going to watch Goodwill Hunting for five years after this. You know, and what I the, love that show. You know, I the, love every. I hate Ben Affleck. I hate Matt Damon. I who else? Who, who are the people from that area? In I ba- hate them all. In back-to-back years, I went to Fenway and I went to Wrigley. Wrigley disappointed. Fenway blew it out of the park. Fenway is the greatest sports venue in America. It is. Again, again, I'm going to take a page it from is. the text line here. And whoever wrote this, you are a genius. Nine nine one six. Why doesn't Manchester just move to Vermont and open an artesian jelly shop? You're oh, right. That sounds kind of nice, You're right. actually. You know, you fit that air of Bostonian. <laughs> you, you no. are. You, yeah. Now, no, now, now it's hit no, me. Now no. it's hit me. You are Boston fan. The, you, you're disheveled. Mm. Ooh. Disheveled. You're, when have you're, I ever been disheveled? You're Ooh. unkempt at times. Ooh, not you true. wear random bar shirts. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I do have a random brewery shirt on today. T-shirt. Yeah, see, that, that, that's what you. I mean, a, a Boston fan they can't go out in public without showing off. Hey, look at Sully's. I'm wearing my Sully. The guy was wearing a Sully shirt, and I said, "That is so, so Boston of you." I mean, I'm having. I go, dude, you show up in Austin, Texas, wearing your Sully's shirt. Oh, do I show up wearing my thirsty shirt? Sully's. If you Boston, did, be fine. Check me out. I think Denver needs a third area code pretty soon because we're getting so big. The area code in Boston is six one seven. Why don't we just go with seven one six? You know, just for. Boy, some they want you to know. They want you to know they're from Boston. Dude, you don't have to tell me. Just talk. Let me just see your. Let me see your face. I'll know. You guys are off your rockers. No, I'm not off my rocker, dude. There's a war. Neither There's a war I. within a war. You don't know it. You don't see it because you're on their side. And it's it's sad, really. Respect greatness. 
I don't have to respect anything. Yeah, I'll you tell should. you what I respect. You should. I respect what I respect, and that's it. Nobody tells me I'm not kissing anybody's damn ring. You got that? It's more fun to knock off greatness. You had to respect the Russian yeah. hockey team that made it more fun to beat them. Was it fun to beat Finland? Do you remember the game against Finland? We're going to go to the top the game of the hour with the this question. I'm going to ask you this question, Mr. Greatness. Would you enjoy a Super Bowl where Tom Brady rallied to win again in the fourth quarter, or one where the Eagles won 44 nothing and broke Brady's jaw. Which one would you enjoy more? A. You would enjoy Brady winning another Super Bowl. Uh, watching them rally again, him being clutch, yep, yeah, I would. Now I'm officially Team Vic. You're Enough crazy. I would. You got the Vic Lombardi show. We got a trade off. Altitude 950. All Sports Station. Coming up tonight, the Avalanche take on the Maple Leafs in Toronto on Altitude 950. The puck drops at 5 o'clock with the pregame show getting it away at 435. Mark Mosher, the radio voice of the Avalanche, will be on the call. And over on 92.5 The Wolf, the Nuggets and Trailblazers will get underway with the pregame show at 635. KSE Parker, Denver. This is the home of the hottest team in the National Hockey League. They win their ninth in a row. The longest in the National Hockey League this season. Your Colorado Avalanche. Denver's all-sports station. Altitude 950. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. It's pretty amazing. Um, just to be on a team to win these kinds of games, and uh, it's just a great accomplishment. I'm just... Pr- so proud of every guy on our team. We made so many great plays. Defense played so great when they needed to. Um, just an amazing game. Yeah, why were you cursing out a photographer when you ran onto the field? Vic, let me ask you a question. Well, what, what, did you hear that, though? He yes. runs onto the field. The photographer's doing his job. Oh. All these guys, they're, they're told to take the camera and point at the players. And here he is storming the field saying, get the bleep out of the way. What a jerk-off, man. I love the intensity. You're in his oh, office. Yeah, yeah. You're in his office. Let me ask you this. In the history of the NFL, you're down 10 points with seven minutes to play, and you can pick any quarterback. Tom Brady, no doubt about it. Okay. No what, doubt. Are, what are we debating? I, mean, I have to like him. Okay, let me ask you this. And you John Elway's number hey, two on that list. You just said Tommy Frazier is, is one of your great favorite football players of all time. Doesn't mean I have to like him. And Domicon Sue, I was at a CU Nebraska game where Sue dominated. Yep. Doesn't mean I have to like him. I hate him. I'm not saying you name have to like member, him. Name I, any member of the Red Wings. Name any member. Even the nice ones. I hate them. Stevie Eiserman. Hate them. Uh, listen, I've never I hate them to this day. Minute, I want his team to lose all the time. Wait a minute, Vic. Here's here's where I think we're we're failing to communicate here. I've never said you have to like them. I don't like the Patriots. But you're rooting for them to win, and no. I don't understand. No, no, no. That, that doesn't equate. I just asked you. Do you I, want to yes. see the damn Patriots win and the Super here's Bowl? Why. You said yes. Here's why. Because they've gotten to the point of greatness that I respect them to the level of I want to see them continue to reinforce their greatness because I appreciate the fact that I'm getting to witness this. I'm getting to cover this. I'm getting to be a part of this in whatever way, shape, or form that is because they've gone over that that hill. It's gone over the tipping See, I'm point. I'm not covering. I'm not witnessing anything. All yes, I'm you doing are. Is tolera- no, I'm no, no, tolerating. No, no, no. no I'm, I'm tolerating it. I'm not witnessing. I, th- watching Hoodie turn his head at the AFC Championship trophy and all the Boston fans, there's Belichick. He's so smooth. Look, he doesn't want that trophy. He Listen, wants the Lombardi. Shut up. You don't think there Shut were up. a ton of sports fans back in the 50s and 60s who hated Red Arbach's victory dude, cigar? Dude, I went to Notre Dame, bro. 
I know all about irrational Fine. hatred. Okay. So don't, don't, hey, listen, man, if there's anybody, anybody on these airwaves who knows about irrational hatred, it's me. People hate my school for just reasons of mystery. Yeah, but now it's justified, and you're probably going to take offense to this, but now it's justified because Notre Dame hasn't been that relevant. Exactly. For 20 years, but they and still have their where, own network. They're still cocky. Yes. They're still arrogant. They don't, they don't deserve our respect, as, at least as the on the field product that they continue to get and the praise they continue to get. So I understand that hatred. At this point, the Patriots are so good. We all just need to take a step back and go, let's just watch greatness and appreciate it and enjoy it because it doesn't come around very often. True greatness does not come around very often. We're in the midst of it, and you're going to miss it and not get to enjoy it because of your hatred. This is uh, the core of our disagreement, I think, and and people listening. It doesn't have to be just the Patriots and the NFL. Let me ask you, what are your thoughts on the Golden State Warriors? Do you appreciate Grant? You want to see him win another title this year? No, but okay. So here's, wait, wait, here's wait, the difference. Wait, 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 wait. What's the difference? Durant joined them. You know how much I hate Golden State. Do you know how much I want to see Durant's mug? I get it. Turn upside down. But here's Do you know the how much I hate Curry and his little dance. Here's the difference, though, right? I don't. I didn't like the Yankees when they were winning four out of five because the Yankees win and dominate because the game is tilted in their favor, right? The Warriors. I know they built it in terms of drafting Curry and drafting Clay and drafting Draymond, but what they have now, this truly, te- this truly great team that we people think can win three or four in a row, a lot of it is because they went out and got the best player in the league or the second best player in the league to join them. It doesn't seem, it doesn't seem right. The Patriots, dude, it's been two people. It's Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. The rest of it, you look around and go, how in the hell are these guys winning? It's just a bunch of dudes. Look who, look who made big plays yesterday. Chris Hogan, Danny Amendola. Was anybody clamoring to have those guys when they were coming out of, uh, out of college? No. Let me ask no. you this. They won with James Harrison making big plays. Right. A guy that the, the Steelers You're couldn't right. even get onto the and field. And I've already told you, I would take any of those players on tomorrow. If Danny Amendola became a Bronco tomorrow, he'd be my favorite Bronco. My favorite. Cause you know what? He does what Emmanuel does not want to do. He plays special teams and he catches touchdown passes. Right. And Emmanuel Sanders would never play for Bill Belichick. Because as soon as Emmanuel Sanders said, I'm not returning punts, he would have said, hey, here's a ticket. Go exactly ahead, go right. to Logan Airport exactly and right. get out of here. Danny Amendola is the epitome of a selfless, under-the-radar player. But guess what? He wears a Patriots uniform, so I hate him. Mm-hmm. Time now for our Power 5 question of the day. What can we not get enough of today? So hot right now. Let's dive into the Power Five. Brought to you by Johnson Auto Plaza, where first-time buyers become lifetime customers every day. Vote for Summer. Yeah, right. I'm not voting for her. Then who are you going to vote for? I'm voting for Pedro Sanchez. Who do you think? <laughs> that was the possibly the greatest T-shirt ever made, right? Vote Pedro. Vote, vote for, for Pedro. Pedro. <laughs> yeah, you still see those around town. So I'm... Um, on, on, well, not fun circumstances over the weekend. I was at my, uh, my father-in-law's funeral and, um, it was a great celebration the night of. We went to his wake and, uh, he lived in this adult home in, uh, in the Austin area and all these old, older folks came through and, um, it was just so much fun talking to him to be honest with you. This older gentleman, maybe in his seventies, early eighties shows up and he's wearing a t-shirt and the t-shirt reads, I pack, like, you know, iMac and, iPad. It says iPack with a gun. 
So I'm looking at him going, are you, are you packing right now? He goes, yeah. Cause you know, Texas, they do that. Welcome to Texas. Yeah. Say, like we're talking, like, cause we've talked about like guns on this show oh, no, before. Packing pa- pack heat? Oh no, he's packing. Okay. All oh, right. yeah. I, I appreciate his honesty on his shirt that we all yeah, know. So, so that t-shirt automatically made he's me, right. I, you know, I was, I was like a magnet. I had it. I said, I got to talk to this guy. Right? I mean, who shows up at a wake wearing that T-shirt? Sure. I got to talk to him. That's a bold move. Oh, no doubt about it. So that T-shirt got me. But the one thing, and I and I thought of you guys when this happened, and I wanted to tweet it so badly all night, but I couldn't. I'm at a wake, right? I must have introduced myself to 40 people that night, and all of them above the age of 60. And I introduced myself as Vic. How many? What do you think the percentage of responses? Hey, Dick. What do you think that was? What was your response to that? No, how many people responded, hey, Dick, when I said my name <laughs> is Dick? it, Dick. Thank you. 50%? About 90%. <laughs> Which goes back to my theory. Above the age of 50, Dick is acceptable. Very name true. Is Vic, but they think it's Dick. Very true. They yeah. just it, Dick. Thank you. So that night, I went as Dick Lombardi, uh, talking to all these dudes with great T-shirts. But that T-shirt stole the show. I pack from a soon-to-be 80-year-old packing heat. Enjoy which, it, Dick. Thank you. Which leads to our Power 5 question of the day. What is it, HW? The craziest T-shirt you've ever owned in honor of your experience over the weekend. 30933 is the Altitude 950 text line. Our prize today would be a prize I would like. You get a go-boo Carmelo Anthony Thursday night now, at the Pepsi Center. I didn't own this shirt, but Vic, do you remember the scene in Beverly Hills Cop when, when Eddie Murphy's walking down the street in Beverly Hills and the guys walk by in the leather suits and he just bends over like at the waist laughing? Yes. That's how I reacted when I saw this T-shirt. So I was, I forget where I was. I was walking down like a boardwalk somewhere. So it might have been uh, Cabo or something like that. I'm walking down the boardwalk. And this guy walks by. And he's got the quintessential beer belly, right? Like he looks like he hasn't worked out in 35 years and he's just been pounding beers. And he's got this black like form-fitting T-shirt on with letters on it that say, I beat anorexia. <laughs> and I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen wow. in my life. Like that literally so good. <laughs> been over at the waist just cracking. That is up. so good. And it's like that is so it's good. inappropriate, but it was so funny. That was the best t shirt because of the guy wearing it. The well, best sure t shirt I've ever seen. I'm oh, I'm sure, sure they did. You could never wear that in Denver. I'm you sure walk they walk around Denver with something like that, and they'll try to arrest you. And I, you know, sometimes we laugh at things that we know we probably shouldn't laugh at. I laughed so hard at that; it was just hysterical. By the way, I said Mello plays for the Knicks. I hate Mello so much. I don't even know who Mello plays for. You can go boo the ghost <laughs> of Mello on Thursday night at Pepsi Center. You can go see Porzingis. Yeah. On the text line here, um, I saw a T-shirt, just bob it instead of just do it. And instead of a Nike swoosh, it's a machete. Just bob uh, it. Yeah, we all, some of us know the Lorraine Bobbitt story. Some of us don't. Oh, man, I, again, th- this uh, this wake, I, until you speak to these folks, and I always encourage it, you know, respect your elders. Spend an evening talking to people in the 70s and 80s. Get their perspective on things. They're not as... Yeah, they know what's going on. They know what's happening. And I guarantee you, every single one of them hates the Patriots. They don't have this bull crap perspective that James is trying to bring to the show today. Oh, I got a, I got a tweet that came my way. I'll read to you after the, after the break. It is perfect. Explains it perfectly. Great. Again, I don't have to appreciate anything. Don't be arrogant enough to tell me 
where I can direct my emotions. Don't tell me how to regulate hatred. That's arrogant of you. I can hate whomever and whatever I want. The Harvester, Joel Dreesen, coming up. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay, plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. Saturday, January 27th is 1990s night when your Denver Nuggets host the Dallas Mavericks at 7 p.m. Dribble drive all the way, coming underneath. Be a part of Nuggets history as we celebrate the 1990s era as part of our 50th anniversary season. 90s Nuggets stars Robert Pack, Tommy Hammonds, and Reggie Williams will be on hand for a pregame autograph session and special halftime ceremony. All fans in attendance will receive a special 1990s night poster. Get your tickets today at Nuggets.com. As you're pulling into the driveway, you notice your garage door is open, but you didn't open it. Thieves found an easy way in and out. Don't let this happen to you. This is Mark Chapkis, owner of Family Garage Door. Let us come show you the latest in high-tech security features from LiftMaster, including cell phone alerts when the door goes up and automatic deadbolts to lock it down. Please visit us at FamilyGarageDoor.com to schedule your free in-home consultation. That's FamilyGarageDoor.com. Larry H. Miller Ram Truck Center, 104th, is Colorado's first choice. With over 1,000 vehicles to choose from, we have some amazing deals during our Start Something New event. Like buy a 2017 Ram 1500 Bighorn for just $31,499. It's how we say thanks for making us Colorado's number one volume dealer yet again. Larry H. Miller Ram Truck Center. RamDenver.com. Driven by you. Stock 4430, MSP 950 traffic update. Speeds are below posted limits in a lot of areas on the metro area highways. Just folks using some extra caution. And snow-packed and icy conditions on the side streets and neighborhood areas, keeping traffic slow. Traffic is brought to you by Unbound.org. I-70 has not reopened yet. It is still closed between Air Park and Burlington, both directions. Watch for a crash clearing northbound Wadsworth at Church Ranch. What's the education of your children worth? There are children across the world who lack the privilege of going to school. Change the story for one child at Unbound.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. I'm walking on the boardwalk, and this guy walks by, and he's got the quintessential beer belly, right? Like, he looks like he hasn't worked out in 35 years, and he's just been pounding beers. And he's got this black, like, form-fitting T-shirt on with letters on it that say, I beat anorexia. <laughs> That's good. We're asking for your favorite T-shirts in honor of the shirt I uh, witnessed Saturday night at a wake. 
Old man wearing an IPAC t-shirt with a gun. By the way, Vic, you've now said it on air. Just real quick, so sorry for your loss and uh, thinking of you and your family, but I hope you guys got some closure this weekend. Thank you, bro. My uh, father-in-law was a good man. Big sports fan. He was a big Dallas Cowboys sports fan. Man, I hate the Cowboys. <laughs> All right, real quick. Let me just read this uh, this tweet that came in, and it was from Garrett. It said, very true. Brady and Bill were the 2000s version of MJ and Phil. We will be arguing with teenagers in 2028 when they are saying the next big QB prospect is already as good or better than Brady, and they don't realize they haven't witnessed greatness yet. That's exactly right. Really? That's exactly did, did, right. Did, let me ask you this. Did, did MJ and Jackson and the company, did they go through a, a Spygate scandal where they were accused of cheating? Did they have suspensions where they docked draft picks, fined? I'm just curious. Has Brady ever been the, forced into a two-year retirement due but, to gambling? As a team, as an organization, like the Patriots, the organization... That, that veil of secrecy, that cutting of corners that we know exists, and it's always going to be there no matter what. And I know it's, most of it's irrational. They, they do what everybody else does, but it's there. Uh, the, the Bulls the, never, the, deflate the gate Bulls is the most, just playing great. The deflate gate thing is the most overrated controversy yes, in sports history. We agree there. Spygate is pretty spy shady. Gate. No, it is, but it, you, listen, you still gotta do something with the info. What did Josh McDaniels and the Broncos do with their tape that they got of the Niners in mm -hmm. London? Went out and got beat. I mean, you know, everybody cuts corners. But to compare the Bulls and Jordan to the Patriots of today, I don't think. Because see, I lived both. I was in both generations. I, you know, you can't. You can ask me that straight up, and I can tell you it's far different. Because here's the difference: the Bulls, from our perspective in Denver, they were an Eastern Conference team. We only saw them once a year. Okay, they didn't come into our home. And pick on us like the Patriots have on occasion with the Broncos. The Patriots should be the biggest rivals for the Broncos. And they are. And they have been. And I hate them for it. The Bulls were never a Nuggets rival. Ever. We well, never looked at the Bulls right. and said, we are them. That should make this easier. Is that, Look, the Broncos have actually had their fair share of success during this era against the Patriots. They've beaten them multiple times in the playoffs. Like, the Broncos have done fine. So, hey, you know what? When they went toe-to-toe, -to -toe, especially in Denver, against the greatest team of this millennium, the Broncos have, have won. We should feel good. Yeah, we should feel know, good that, about that. Uh, some of the T-shirts come in, and we can't read, like, 90% of these. Cause yeah, this this had a chance of yeah. being dangerous. This is off limits. I mean, that doesn't mean they can't win if we can't read it. They can still win the ticket. It kind of does. You want to you want to see some creative T-shirts in print? Go to uh, go to New Orleans. When I was on Bourbon Street last year, holy Moses! Some of the shirts I saw. I actually sent you guys a few of those. Uh, you did. Photo. Uh, my goodness. Again, we're asking for your favorite T-shirt that you ever owned, worn, seen, whatever. Um, I like the one you came up with. I gotta get my dad. We just got back from a two week cruise. Came back with a big belly. And I said, dad, I, I'm sh yes, I'm shaming you right now. Yes. That's a two week. You know what a cruise is? It's a floating cafeteria. Yep. Too many trips through the freaking cafeteria line easy. Well, a, Come cru on, a cruise for me would be a two week bender. Like that would just be two weeks of, oh, I'm not gonna drink tonight and then I'd have four beers. And then oh, I'm not gonna drink tonight and then I'd have four beers. I'll bet they have some pretty good vegan options. Cruises are oh disgusting when you think about Marty, it. Marty, oh, please. You're floating <laughs> in the middle of an ocean just eating all day. You're sitting by the pool. You're so playing you're doing, just, shuffleboard. Just freaking stuffing stuff down your throat all you're day. You're going to a show. 
That's actually a good Power Five. What's your dream cruise? Because there's so many parts of the world you can see via via cruise. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow. I can tell I'm getting old because, like, when you're watching uh, CBS Sunday Morning, they have those commercials for those Viking cruises up the rivers. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that looks pretty good. And everybody in them is like 58. I'm like, yeah, that looks like see, a guys, good, good time. You feel this um, this energy, this excitement we have for the Avs, right? And and I want you to compare this. And I'm going to say something that may not be popular right now. And um, I just want you to sit back and listen, okay? So the Avs have now won nine straight. They're on their way back. They're barely hanging on. I mean, even after winning nine in a row, they've got the final wild card spot as we speak. And they got a lot of work ahead of them just to hold on to a playoff spot. But that feeling is like, wow, this is fun. This is new. This is exciting. I would say that this feeling I have right now almost eclipses the feeling we had for 10 years when it was assumed they'd make the playoffs. Now, again, don't at me on this. Mm. When we adopted the Avs, we adopted a championship team. And every year, we knew, come April, they'd be in the postseason. It was assumed. We took it for granted. We didn't go through the adversity that's necessary to get there. We just got there. Now, you hit the valley as the Avs did last year, you reach that abyss, as the Avs did, and you climb your way back. It's that climb, guys. It's that struggle. Take yourself back to your bachelor days. It was the chase. It's the chase for the Avs. That's what we're in love with. That's what I love and appreciate. It's good advice. I almost appreciate this now more than I did when they were winning every year. In terms of appreciation, yeah, you're you're probably right. I mean, it's why the rise last year. Exactly. And we'll see if it turns out the to rise. be. It was exactly. so much fun because you you come off that one and eleven year with Embry that isn't that far in the rearview mirror, and all of a sudden we're sitting on this show in November, mapping out here's how they can play in the national title game. Now it proved to be a pipe dream, but it what it was like three steps removed from being doable. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. I mean, you, you, it's what I tried to offer at HW in terms of perspective on the train out of the Meadowlands. Okay, Voltaire, let's after, hear it. After Super Bowl 48, and he's, you know, crying in his beer all the way back to New Jersey. And my point was, look, man, this is going to make the victory that much, that much well, sweeter. You were right that day. You were. Take yourself back to 1999, right? The heyday when the Avs and Wings rivalry was at an all-time high. They were in the playoffs. Nobody remembered January 22nd back then. Nobody cared about games midseason. The season started in March. The season started in the... We assumed they would be there. Nobody cared about the regular season like we do now. Well, so because we're on our because the team is on its way back and we're on board and there's something to that. That rise is real. Hate to steal that line. But it's it, there's more emotion with it. You're more tied into it. The Avs fans at the end of that 10-year run, do you think they got maybe a little arrogant? Oh, that's what I'm saying. We took it for granted. Yeah. Arrogance. Come on. You went to Avs games back in the day. You, you, you remember those games. James, it was who wants to be seen in public oh, in yeah. Denver, Colorado. Yeah, it was black leather jacket after Let's purple martini. Anybody listening to the show right now, if you attended Avalanche games back in the day, how many of the fans in attendance were actually passionate hockey fans? How many are, hey, check me out. Hey, Vic, can I ask you about a quick personal problem that's been bugging me over the weekend? Well, it depends on personal. Well, it's not, that, it's, it's not that personal. Uh, so when I was at the Avs game on Saturday, I, I – 
Were you in a suite? Were you in... Uh... No, I was just in the press box in our Altitude Sports Radio oh, seat. Okay. I thought you were in Landy's suite. But we have two seats there, and we had three of us there covering the game. Mm-hmm. So I obviously put my foot down like, I'm sorry, I'm taking a seat. The rest of you can figure it out. But when wait, Vic... who else? Wait, who else was... All of a sudden, we have three people covering a hockey game? Uh, who else was there? So Jordan was there because Jordan helps Jesse out and Mosier out and gets us a first period intermission Who's interview. Jordan? Who the hell's Jordan? Uh, she's a nice gal who works on our promo team and also helps us out. Sorry, I, I don't even know who she is. And then Dan Tanner, who's the kid who smiles too much. You know him, right? Oh, that's that guy that fills in for Jesse on occasion? Yeah. yeah. The yeah. guy Smiley? He was there, too. Why the hell was he there? Uh, uh, he talked to Nathan McKinnon about Trailer Park Boys after the game or something. I don't know. He's uh, Jesse's backup. Yeah. Uh, so the three of us were there. So when you show up for a playoff game... Are you going to boot me from my Damn seat straight. in the press will, box? Yes. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> so now I'm trying to think who else is going to show up and boot me. Like, would Julie show up and boot me? Would Scott show up and boot me? Would Nate show up and boot me? Like, I'm not going to have that seat for that playoff game. And as hockey will, that's going to bum me out. Actually, you know what? I, I, I won't boot you. I'll sit somewhere. I'm not going to sit way the hell up there. They, that, that press box is. I don't know how Moj calls a game from up there. I can't even see the players. His eyes must be unreal. I get vertigo if I go up there, so I I won't steal your seat. Well, I see 2015, so it's not that big a deal. Does does Moj... Humble brag. When you spoke to Moj... a hell of a thing. Aren't my eyes fantastic? When you spoke to Moj, does he call all hockey in every venue? Do they call him from that high up, or do do they give him better seats? I don't know, but dude, when I was in that booth with Moj, and he doesn't even know this... He was so excited that it was awesome. Every time they scored, he's just screaming at me, and it's going into the radio, and I'm like, that was a pretty cool experience. My guess is the worst place he has to call a game, or at least probably in the top two or three, is San Jose. It's like you're laying on the like catwalk. Oh I, think Cal- I think Calgary's that way, too. Oh, my God. I want to say. Whew. Why do they do that? Why do they treat know. the radio people so poorly? Give yeah. the guy a good view, would you? They used to have good views. I mean, he's working his butt off. He's trying to see a number. We got the harvester. Joel Dreesen, his thoughts on hating the Patriots. I guarantee he thinks more like it, like me than he does you. I guarantee you. We'll hear from the harvester himself next on the Vic Lombardi Show. is the home of the Denver Nuggets. That's why we bring you the number one source for Nuggets analysis, Adam Mares from DenverStiffs.com. You know, the Nuggets just just look a bit out of sort, and Nikola Jokic in particular looks out of sort. At some point, it's going to click for him where he has to realize, I'm not a jerk if I tell Barton he needs to give me the ball. Get the latest Nuggets insight from Adam Mares this afternoon with Mark Mosier, exclusively on Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. There's big Saturday, news. January 27th is 1990s night when your Denver Nuggets host the Dallas Mavericks at 7 p.m. Dribble drive all the way. Come underneath. Be a part of Nuggets history as we celebrate the 1990s era as part of our 50th anniversary season. 90s Nuggets stars Robert Pack, Tommy Hammonds, and Reggie Williams will be on hand for a pregame autograph session and special halftime ceremony. All fans in attendance will receive a special 1990s night poster. Get your tickets today at Nuggets.com. Hi, this is Jack Farland, owner of Farland Classic Restoration. Since 1991, we've been Denver's premier classic car restoration and sales shop. From rebuilding a rare 12-cylinder Ferrari engine to performing world-class metalwork on a Jaguar XKE, you'll find we're always up to something interesting. What can we do for you? 
Learn more at FarlandCars.com or on Facebook at Farland Classic Restoration. Over $135 million. That's how much money the C3 Group recovered for its clients just in 2017. The C3 Group is a group of licensed public insurance adjusters, engineers, appraisers, meteorologists, and other experts here to help you with your insurance claims. Consider them a go-between between you and your insurance. Let the C3 Group help you today. Visit the website at C3Adjusters.com. C3Adjusters.com. The Altitude 950 traffic update. Both directions of I-70 remain closed between Burlington and Air Park due to winter driving conditions. Traffic is brought to you by Unbound.org. Your speeds are good through the Tech Center, but I-25 is slowing up for your speeds as you work your way between the Tech Center and downtown. I-70 not bad. Boulder Turnpike looking pretty decent as is C-470, although C-470 speeds are down below posted limits through Highlands Ranch if you're traveling eastbound. We all got to where we are through hard work and a little help. Open a world of opportunity for a child or elder dreaming of a better tomorrow at unbound.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. It's hard when you lose such a critical part of your team and offense and hopefully he's okay. It was a tough shot he took and uh, you know he's as tough as they come so hopefully we can, hopefully he feels better soon. Must have had some of that TV 12 water. He'll be fine. Drink that TV 12 at $15 a bottle and you can do anything. Stitches on the hand, gone in a matter of hours. Concussion, gone. Don't you worry about a thing. TV 12 water, 15 bucks a bottle. You got the Vic Lombardi show. Let's go to the hotline. Welcome in the harvester, Joel Dreesen. Joel, how are you, buddy? Good morning, Victor. I'm outstanding. I enjoyed all the snowfall. It was a little bit overdue. Yeah. Not a fan, Joel. Not a fan. It, Not a fan. It hardly of... even snows here anymore. It, it didn't snow very much last year. Now this is the first real snow. Just embrace yeah. it. No, I I have no problem with snow. The, the actual element itself is great. We need it. I totally agree with you. It's all the stuff that it makes living a regular day difficult. You know, you have to shovel. You, you have to, you know, the windshield. I got home last night at the airport late. I didn't have a proper windshield wiper. So it took me forever. Couldn't scrape it off. My windshield fluid wasn't working properly. Couldn't see the road. So there are a lot of factors in place. It's not just snow. It's everything with snow. you got to live differently. But, yeah, well, why don't you be more prepared? The fact that you live in Colorado and don't have a snow scraper in your vehicle somewhere is... Well, I normally do, Joel. Don't start preaching at me. I normally do, okay? For some reason, it wasn't there yesterday. <laughs> so I used other means, okay? I Whatever. I hate it. Um, almost as much as I hate the Patriots. Is it okay for me to, because we've been debating this point all morning. I know it's irrational, and I know it's petty, and I know it's born of envy and jealousy, but it's okay for me to hate Tom Brady and the Patriots as much as I do, right? Yeah, I'm totally okay with that. I mean, don't get me wrong. The, the sports fan in me, I love watching the greatness, the consistency, the, the poise that that organization operates with. But realistically, it's also like a broken record. I don't want to see the same damn team win it over and over and over again. And we go through this whole drama of a long NFL season from the start of training camp at the end of July all the way through the first weekend in February, and the same results happen. It's like uh, it's like eating the same breakfast every yep. single morning. I mean, you love it, you love it, but sometimes you got to switch it up. 
Dude, even when the Jags were up double digits in the fourth quarter, even then, I turned to my brother. We were at the airport. And I said, oh, Patriots going to win. I mean, would, are you kidding me? They'll find a way. They'll come. That's how far in these teams' heads they have gotten. That these teams continue to mess up late game situations. They continue to get ultra conservative or whatever. And the Patriots always manage to get back in the game. We saw that. They didn't play the same way in the second half as they did in the first half. Did you notice that? Yeah, you're exactly right. The Jaguars, to me, they lost their nerve. They did not play the same defense in the fourth quarter that they did in the first quarter. To beat the Patriots, you have got to win the fourth quarter. And that's incredibly hard. But I loved Jacksonville's formula. They were knocking the hell out of guys on defense, uh, playing really physical. Offensively, they were going to run the ball, run the ball, and try to make some plays on third down. And to Blake Bortles' credit, he played an outstanding ball game. But in the fourth quarter, all of a sudden, Tom Brady hits some passes. They get some momentum, and they, they lost that belief that they could actually do it. And, and it was so visible, and, and the Patriots pulled it up. And to me, this Super Bowl, this Super Bowl is, is really boring. It's honestly really boring. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Eagles are going to go, and they're going to have fun. They're going to have fun with everything leading up to the game. But if they don't get beat by at least 10 points, I'll be shocked. And if they do get to the fourth quarter, they're going to find a way to lose the game just because that's what the Patriots do. I, that's, that's, it's going to be nice, fun couple of weeks for the Eagles, but ultimately we know what's going to happen. So when you hear Lane Johnson, right tackle for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, say, quote, hey, Tom Brady, pretty boy, Tom Brady, he's the best quarterback of all time. I'd love nothing more than to dethrone that guy. Do you think it's wise of him to say that or does it matter? I appreciate the confidence. I appreciate him saying that. But uh, saying and doing are two incredibly different things when it comes to beating the Patriots, especially in the championship game, the championship of the world. Uh, there's just too much experience there. There's just too much poise. Uh, they're built for those situations because they're there every single year. So I just don't see it happening. What, what do you think the Jags should have done differently in that fourth quarter? Could have done differently. Again, they had a double-digit lead. Well, I can think of one. They had a fourth and one at about midfield in the fourth quarter. And I think, man, if now's the time to just go for it, to say you're going to win this ball game. But their formula for most of the game was to play conservative. Look, we're going to play good defense. We're going to chew up some clock. And if we can convert some manageable third downs, we're okay. If we end every drive in a punt, we have a chance in this game. And realistically, they did. But at some point in the fourth quarter, you have to play to win the game. You have to take some chances. And that fourth and one where they punted, uh, to me, is like, okay, they – they're running out. They're running out of nerve here, and, and Brady's going to do his thing. So uh should have went for it there, in my opinion. How does Brady always do his thing? That's that's what gets me. Gronk's out of the game, right? He's concussed. He's out. All he's got now is Amendola and, uh, and 14. That's it. That's all he's got for offense. And yet he seems to make the right play every time. If a game slows down for I, – I don't see – I've never seen a quarterback – just take ownership of a game in clutch situations like Brady does football. It's amazing to me. Yeah, <laughs> agreed, agreed. He's just so poised. It's like ice water in his veins. His heart rate never gets above 50, it feels like. Um, but his protection yesterday was phenomenal. Uh, he got sacked. He took some bumps and bruises. But in the fourth quarter, he had pockets. I mean, he was standing like a statue with that football for a while. 
And don't get me wrong, he had guys make some plays for him. Mm-hmm. They pulled out a couple trick plays, and then Amendola, that game-winning catch in the back of the end That was sweet, dude. Oh, my god, That was sweet. That was rad. Yeah. I love those little white guys. They got squirting all over the place because they, <laughs> they made plays for their guy. But you know what's amazing about guys like Amendola and Edelman and Hogan? You, you put them on other teams, and they almost get lost in the shuffle. It's like you never hear from them again. You, you put them on the, on the Patriots, and they become bona fide stars. They have a way. Belichick has a way of squeezing every single ounce of potential you have. Yeah, agreed. I'm actually really interested to see how their offense changes when McDaniels moves on to to Indianapolis because McDaniels has a great knack, a phenomenal football knowledge of utilizing his players' talent and getting them open and uh, getting the football to them. So uh, I'm, I'm trying to think, when McDaniels was in Denver, it was in 09 and 10, the Patriots did not go to any Super Bowls in those years, correct? When McDaniels was here? Yeah, when they lost him as an offensive coordinator, they were not as good. They did not play in Super Bowls when McDaniels was with Denver Broncos, correct? I, you're asking me to go back and look at the 2009-2010 <laughs> seasons. That's usually Manchester's game. He knows stuff off the top of his head. I don't remember what the Patriots did those years. They didn't fall off the face of the earth, I can tell you that. Right, yeah, I believe they were playing. They were definitely in the playoffs playing in AFC Championship games, but uh, anyways, my point is I'm interested to see how they function without McDaniels, because he is uh, a great coordinator of all those things that we see. Alright, so I'm, I've had this debate with Manchester. He uh, respects greatness. He appreciates greatness. And he wouldn't mind one bit if the Patriots go ahead and finish it off and win another Super Bowl because he wants to tell his kids and grandkids that he witnessed greatness. I completely disagree. I want them to lose 44 nothing. Where do you fall on that? I don't know. I, I, I think I'm with Manchester here. I, I, it wouldn't hurt my feelings to see Brady win uh, another Super Bowl, especially a consecutive one. I, I think that would be... That would be cool to see. You could, I guess you could say when you're old and gray and 50, 60 years old, that, hey, the Patriots were winning all those Super Bowls, and I got to see it firsthand. But, I mean, we're going to watch every Super Bowl until we die anyway, so we're going to see everything. that. I thought you were a competitor, Joel. I thought you competed for a living. I don't like these Eagles right now. I don't know. I just I just don't believe that they can do it. I just have, I have zero hope. So I'm Why? Like, Why? You don't believe in Nick Foles? You thought that was a bit of a fluke? He did have a couple passes that were like, okay, come on, dude. Calm down. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love guys who get second chances and make the absolute most of them. But since Carson Wentz has gone down, Nick Foles, you don't know what you're going to get out of him. He's been wildly inconsistent. He's had some really crap performances in the playoffs. And then he's also played uh, how he did yesterday. So I, I just think that the Super Bowl stage will go to the team that has the most experience and uh, plays with the most toys, and the Patriots are going to win the fourth quarter. Do you tell me right now, do you think the Eagles have a, a fighting chance in this game? Are we going to see uh, a big Super Bowl upset like you know when the Broncos beat Green Bay? They're a 14-point underdogs. Do you think we're going to see something like that? I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Eagles won. I, I think the Eagles are a more complete team than the Patriots. I really do. I think they're a better team. Now they're not going to be a better clutch team because when here's the difference. The difference is when pressure hits, other teams panic. Patriots don't panic. They get better. And they're in other coaches' heads. So I guess if I'm Doug Peterson, I remember what happened to Jacksonville. I remember what happened to Atlanta. And I don't freak out when I get a lead. 
I continue to play my game. This is what I love about Philly. Did you see what they did at the end of the half yesterday? First of all, they got the lead. All right, they got the lead, and then they continue to attack. They got in the field goal position with like 28 seconds left in the half. They didn't take the foot off the pedal. I like that. I like Doug Peterson's mentality there. Yeah, I agree. You have to play to win the game against the Patriots. And yesterday, now that you you sparked a memory in my head, Jacksonville has uh, you know 59 seconds left and two timeouts. And they sat on it. Yes. Yeah, they they kneeled. In the half, they just wanted to get to halftime. That was yes. really pathetic to me. We're scared. They're basically saying we're scared. We are scared. Yeah. We are scared to play football with you. We we have yeah, a lead, thought, but oh, we're scared to give you the ball back. Yep, we have a good thing going. Let's just hang on. But there is no hanging on. You have to fight and play to win. Well, I was in uh, I was in Texas over the weekend, Joel, and uh, people were packing heat. Man, they were packing it. So I'm, I know you make many trips back there. It's just odd to see. It's just weird. Guy just running around, some 80-year-old dude just running around with a gun on his side. Yeah, that, that is weird. Just kind of openly had a oh, yeah. gun on his hip. Oh, huh? It's right there, brother. I thought of you oh, immediately. Victor, Victor, I wanted to ask you about this. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about this. So the, the pitch clock in baseball that they're yes. saying going back and mm-hmm. forth with right now, what's your opinion on that? I think it would be great. Let's go. Let's throw this ball. Let's see what happens. But, oh, I uh, love it. But the baseball purists will say it's going to take away from the game. I, I, I totally agree. You know, I found myself several times watching uh, NFL yesterday saying, let's go. Let's get out of the huddle. You know, for someone who is uninitiated to the NFL, all that time between plays, it's a waste of time. It's like, come on, what, what are we doing here? The huddle's taking too long. The play call. We're used to it because we grew up with the game. But I can, from people talking that come from a different part of the world and they watch football, there's so much wasted time during the course of a football game. So little action versus inaction. And the same could be said for baseball, even more so. So anything that speeds up the game, I'm all for it. We live in a Twitter world. Speed them all up as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I was just curious if you had more perspective as to why the players are putting up such a fight for it. Just because of the history of the game? Yeah, people, yeah, you know, players, they're, they're in their habits and they do things a certain way. They want to, uh, they want to do like 18 cup checks before the ball is pitched. Yeah, that's just the way it is. You know, you had your habits as an NFL player too. You don't want to, you don't want to get out of it. So that's exactly what it is. Joel, thanks, buddy. I always appreciate talking football with you, uh, even though I, I completely disagree with your Patriots greatness thing. You and you and Manchester have the same take today, and I, I hate it. I can't stand it. Well, you just chew on it for a little bit and go over to AutoZone and buy yourself an ice scraper, you dork. Thanks, buddy. I will. I'll go get one today, I promise. <sighs> that was that a mic drop from the harvester. Yeah, no joke. Yeah. So, right. uh, are you coming around on this, Vic? Oh, no, no, I, I'm, I'm coming around on the ice scraper. Oh. I'm never going to come around on the Patriot. No. I don't oh, know. Around on I could probably count on one hand the number of things me and the Harvester agreed on. We're on. We're in, in step on this one. See what you guys, you guys have given up. You might as well give up on life. You, you've relented to the point where let them win. They're, no. they're so good. That's, no. that's what this, yes. You've given, given, given up, up what? on life. In, in, in the face of overwhelming evidence, you're continuing to fight this battle? Like, oh, I'll it, fight till my grave. Obvious. I'll hate They're them till my grave. Just admit it. Nah. You'll feel better. Trust me. Nah, not going to admit it. It's all good. You know what? When I grew up, we played basketball at Holy Family High School. We hated Match Buff. We hated Denver Christian. We hated Lutheran. Hate them to this day. Hate them all. They were arch rivals. Ken Denver? 
Hate him. Ah, Ken Denver was a doormat. We didn't hate you. We sympathized. <laughs> All those other schools hated him. To this day, I enjoy watching and hearing that they lose. Well, I used to drop threes on Holy Family like it was my job. So, all right. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure when you played, dude, but trust me. <laughs> I didn't play we much, Kent, but when I played, it was pretty It was pretty. When we special. went to Kent back in the day, we, Kent Denver was considered a stat stuffer. That's what it was. You want a triple-double? Play Kent. That's what we did. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. There's big news in the new year as mortgage loan limits are increasing, meaning you may be able to borrow more money when purchasing a new home. It's an increase that will give buyers more choices in homes so you can plan your new year and the things you want to accomplish. Make sure home ownership is near the top of the list. With just a 10-minute call to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing, you can start the process of getting mortgage approval, an even better way to find out exactly what loan amount you can be approved for. It will make your home search more enjoyable. So give my friends at American Financing a call, 303-695-7000. Check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. They're the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. in a row. This is the home of the hottest team in the National Hockey League. Your Colorado Avalanche. Altitude 950. When friends and family come to visit, do what I do and take the short drive up the hill to Central City. It's only 30 minutes from the west side of town via I-70 and the Central City Casino Parkway. Central City offers everything your fun-seeking group desires. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, a craft brewery, and live casino action day or night. Central City isn't the big box, corporate-owned casino experience. It's Colorado-owned and operated, rich in history. Bring your friends and family, cruise I-70 to the parkway, and take the four lanes to fun. Do you have a hankering for some real, authentic, quality Colorado Mexican food? Make your way down to Real de Mines. Experience the ambiance and taste of Mexico with their meals prepared from the freshest of ingredients. And when you're in the mood to unwind, the happy hours at Real de Mines will help. Live music, karaoke, and delicious, authentic Mexican food. It's Real de Mines with four convenient locations. Find the location closest to you and drool over their online menu at RealDeMinezRestaurant.com. Selfless service is the guiding principle that drives Army National Guard soldiers to be always ready whenever disaster strikes. They are your next-door neighbors and your colleagues in schools, offices, and factories. To be a Guard soldier is to stand ready to serve at all times for family, for community, and for country. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com or contact an Army National Guard recruiter in your area. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. If you're looking for any off-road accessories for your truck, car, SUV, Colorado Off-Road is the place to go. Hi, I'm Riley Dixon, punter for the Denver Broncos. Hi, Jerry Jones here from Colorado Off-Road. Hey, Riley, I know you got a new truck coming in. What would you like to see on that new truck? I'm hoping to put some 37-inch tires, a leveling kit, possibly a bed cover. Leave it in our hands. We'll get it looking good and to your satisfaction. Colorado Off-Road restyles your ride. The Littleton at Wadsworth and Quincy behind Phil Long. Colorado Off-Road. 
The Altitude 950 traffic update. I-70 remains closed both directions between Air Park and Burlington due to winter driving conditions. Eastbound I-70 at Glenwood Springs is shut down because of an accident. Traffic is brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Here in the heart of the metro area, I-70 actually looking pretty good. Your speeds are dropping as you're working your way westbound anywhere between about Brighton Boulevard and Stapleton Drive North. Did you know that one in six Americans struggle with hunger? Visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank for ways to help. Together, we're Feeding America. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Cuts it high, slot, holds and looks. McKinnon shoots, score! Nathan McKinnon! He just continues to do it. He just does it all the time. He won't stop doing it. Can't stop, won't stop. Have his run, nine straight, soon to be ten. I mean, can you doubt him at this point? I, I, I don't. And they've never trailed during this nine-game win streak? That's amazing to me. Wow. You know Wait what? a minute. It, it, yeah, go Is ahead. Is that true? They've never trailed. They haven't lost in 2018, and Jesse can find it. Vic, I asked Gabe huh. Landeskog after that game, uh, I believe it was my first question to him about, after you lost to Arizona, could you imagine winning nine in a row? Because we all remember that loss to Arizona, and we'll get to his answer in a minute. But How about the loss to Buffalo? Yeah, did, but the Arizona one was clearly the line in the sand loss. Did you right? ask him that after the bro hook? No, I asked him that before. You guys, oh. you guys think I don't understand this. Like, I have to ask Gabe two serious questions yeah. to be able to talk to the nickname about Gabe. Like, I'm not oh. as dumb as I look. Jesse's got the audio of the serious yeah. question if you want it real quick. No, I don't care. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> That's what um, I figured. Um, That's what I figured. I, I, the fact that this have a good team... sugar fix, boys. Hope you yeah. have fun. Bye. <laughs> Let's see if they can take this win streak on the road and do it three in a row. Uh, it won't be easy. They got back to backs, uh, Toronto, Montreal, uh, and then they've got St. Louis on Thursday, correct? So this is going to be a very tough week for the Avs. But something tells me they, they don't care. It's like the way they're playing with that unbelievable sense of confidence. And that's, that, that's something special that very rare, it's very rare to harness that the, the Patriots have that clearly in the postseason. That sense of it's never over. We're in it. We're going to win. We're going to find a way to win. When you can find that, that special element, man, that is, that's as good as sports gets. No, I, I'm with you. And I've said this for a long time, you know, having watched John Elway play every game as a Bronco. You're never out of it. And part of the reason the Broncos had so many miraculous comebacks with him at quarterback is everybody on the Broncos roster believed that they were never out of it. And everybody on the other sideline, particularly Marty Schottenheimer in a lot of occasions, was just waiting for it to happen, right? So you you view everything through that lens where a normal play is just a normal play, but if you're on the Broncos' sideline, you're going, oh, here we go, yeah. John pulling off a miracle. I, I, and if you're on the, the Chiefs' sideline or the Browns' sideline, you're going, oh, God, here we go again. And it's self-fulfilling prophecy. I'll give you a classic example. So last night, here come the Jags trying to take the lead. All right, it's fourth down. On that fourth down play, great play, by the way, by Stephon Gilmore to swap oh, that ball. Unbelievable play. Yeah. So how it. much time was left when that pass was attempted? It just minute forty-seven. Warning. Okay. So I'm thinking to myself, all right, get this completion, but by God, don't score too early. And when I said that, I said you. Uh, I'm talking about you score with 10 seconds left because yeah. Brady will find a way to come back. That's what was going through my mind at the time. 
Yeah. Don't no, give Brady more than 10 seconds. No doubt. And, and two plays before that is, is Blake Bortles making a play you just can't make. You can't take a sack on second and 10 and make it third and 18. You can't. Real, you can't. real quick, Vic, before Sugar Fix, my buddy Kyle, who's a uh, Ken Denver guy, texted me, Kent, a stat stuffer. Vic is savage when it comes to Kent, teary face. Uh, you're wrong about Kent, just so you know, and people are noticing. I'm, I'm not wrong. I, again, I, I went to high school in the 80s. May, I, I'm not, I'm that, not wrong. That may be the best argument ever. I'm not wrong. Well, okay. Sounds back. like a Manchester <laughs> argument. Honest to God, I, I, I went to school there in the 80s. Not once did we lose to Kent Denver in the sport of basketball. Not once. Ever. And I think we may have lapped you every time we played. Now, in soccer, different deal. You guys beat us 12 nothing every time. But in basketball, it wasn't even close. I'll bet you band competitions, North Glen ran circles around you guys. You want to see the career record, Kent versus Holy Family? Because that thing is lopsided. That's like Jabba the Hutt and Princess Leia getting on one of those balance things. What are those called? Where they used to I will bet those? you right now, live on the radio, $100 that Holy Family's beaten Kent more times than vice versa. I will bet you $100 live on the radio. I'll bet you the Benny Hanna dinner. Great. Let's go. Shit. Look it up. By the way, you've officially clinched, Vic, and uh, Will is toast. He's going to finish last. I have come back and uh, gotten out of the cellar. Right. Are you serious? Let's yeah. bet. You're yeah. paying for Benny Hanna. That's okay, cool. Marty, that's let's do some research. Somebody, somebody do that high school research. I'm drinking research. four Buddhas. Great. No problem. In the 70s? Are you kidding me? Was Kent even a school in the 70s? Yeah, it's been a school for like 100 years. Do was some Kent research a, I think before Kent you make glee stupid club. bets. Wasn't Kent at Cherry Hills Glee Club in the 70s? I don't even sure you had a school. It was just a field out there where the rich people lived. Okay, let's move on. Time for our morning sugar fix. Time for your morning sugar fix. Instant sugar high, sugar high, sugar hit high, sugar high. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Woo-hoo-hoo, sugar slam. Shake that. Hi, Marty. Hi, Vic. Good to have you back. Good to be back, my friend. Hey, I, I forgot to ask you guys. Speaking of irrational hate, guess who's back tonight for the first time since being traded, forcibly removed? He is on Yusuf the Nurkic. list. Yusuf. Yes. Boo. There's a guy to go boo. He's worth booing. By the so way, Vic, you missed it. We're sending a bunch of people to the suite tonight. Are you uh, cool to stop by? We sent some yeah. listeners. Yeah. yeah 30-something? I don't know. I'll tell you. Yeah, so I'm just curious, yeah. uh, you know, that irrational, petty hatred. Will you carry that hatred with you to the game tonight? Section 212. I will. Yes, See? I will be booing him. Okay, that's irrational and petty, but you're doing it because it's sports. But he hasn't accomplished enough where I finally go, you know what, it's time to check that and just admire him. All right, go ahead, Marty. All right, the mayor of Flavortown, Guy Fieri, turns 50 today. Is there a better job out there than hosting diners, dive-ins, and drives? Just travel around and eat all the best food the country has to offer. Outside of Sean Payton, the second most punchable face in television. That guy's face. Is it the frosted tips? Is it the sunglasses? It, whatever he wears it backwards? Is. Whatever it's it just, is. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm not a guy. Second most punchable guy. face in television. Right. Now Bobby Flay, I you know I like his shows. Or how about that Anthony Bourdain guy when he travels all over to different countries and yeah, experiences awesome. stuff? That's pretty good. Bobby whatever. Flay's shows are all scripted. Those are those don't do it for me. I'm I've sorry. never watched a single one of those cooking shows. You guys. I just go to Taco Bell. Just just go 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 grab a meal. I don't need to watch you cook. 
right, uh, Ubaldo Jimenez turns 34 today. You guys remember when he got suspended for hitting too low in a spring training game? Yeah, that was mm. much ado about nothing. Speaking of savage. God, Rockies fans were so upset about that. It was just like, come on. You know what's funny is that's a guy on the list throwing at a guy on the list. So Why is Ubaldo on the list? Why is Ubaldo on the list? Because he threw it too low. Oh, jeez. That's outstanding. He threw it too low because too low was a bad teammate and he's a jerk and it was the only opportunity he was going to get to was in spring training. I mean, you got to be mad at Ubaldo for being right? Ubaldo Ubaldo. still owns the greatest single season uh, by a Rockies pitcher. Yes, greatest first half by a Rockies pitcher. Let's Uh, not warp that. The final game of the season, I was in Vegas, believe it or not. Uh, They're at St. Louis. He pitches nine shutout innings and doesn't get his 20th win. Thanks, Rockies. Good way to help a guy out. He fell apart in the second half, quote-unquote, not because of him. He got very little run support. All right, sticking with the Rockies pitchers, uh, Antonio Sensatella turned 23 yesterday. So of the young rookies from last year, Freeland, Sensatella, Hoffman, and Marquez, who has the best year this year? Yeah, that's Wow. Uh, I'm going to go Freeland uh, and or Marquez. It's Freeland, and it's not even close. The hometown kid is going to have a special year. I have no idea. I'm not going to predict something. I I mean, how do you speculate something like that? What, what am I, so psychic? I, have no, I, I hope they all have great years. Let's not be stupid. I hope they all have fun. All right, 1960. Really hard. <laughs> the uh, NBA announces expansion teams in Milwaukee and Phoenix, who fittingly play each other tonight. Uh, the Bucks were originally going to be called the Robins, Milwaukee Robins. You guys no, get on board with that? That would have been bad. That would have been bad. Are there a lot of Bucks up in Milwaukee? I'm assuming you can go hunting up in Wisconsin, right? Yeah, that sounds like a thing. Yeah. Remember when I went to Milwaukee this summer and didn't get to go down the slide? Next time I'm in Milwaukee, I'm going down that slide. Milwaukee has two teams that are very appropriately named, and they're unique names. Is there, is there any other? I mean, I know the Buccaneers is abbreviated Bucks, but like Bucks is good, and then Brewers is a great nickname. Perfect name. Perfect. You would you would never be able to name a team that nowadays. It would be like, ah, oh, that's oh, a bad yeah. influence on the kids. They're going to think about well, you, beer. You wonder totally. why I'm hell bent on yeah. getting this first line of nickname. Their captain clearly wants one. Uh, we haven't done any brainstorming this morning, so three zero nine three three on the text. An hour. All right. 1987, there was a huge blizzard on the East Coast, and only 334 people attended a game between the Devils and the Flames. 334? That's outstanding. Yeah. That'd be cool, actually. And I guarantee you there was some usher who wouldn't let you down in the first level. <laughs> <laughs> I love those games. You know those Rockies games where there's bad weather? Yeah. And maybe a day game, and they're like four people. That's it. And you can hear the chatter on the field. No doubt. You know who was the number two star in that game? Altitude's own Peter McNabb. Really? Wow. Ah, that's a nice little tidbit. I'm with you, Vic. I like when you stick through like a two-hour rain delay, and so it's 10 o'clock, and it's oh, the yeah. fifth inning, and there are like 97 people in the stands. You can that's hear great. conversations between the old people keeping score. <laughs> Next time Peter's on, we got to ask him about this game. That yeah, must have awesome. been a fascinating game to play. All right, 2006, uh, this happened. Let's Let's listen to the audio on it. Do you ever think you'd see a player in any one of our games put up 80 points? 81. Remarkable. Kobe drops 81 on the Toronto Raptors. Guess how many field goal attempts he had in that game? Let me think. 81. 50. He must have had at least 45. So I'd say 47 field goal attempts. Mm, the answer on is 46. He was 28 for okay. 46. Good job, Vic. You won. Got to the free throw line as well. And guess how many assists he had? None. Uh, four. Two. That's see, and we here we are. We trumpet this, we praise it, we reserve time in our show. I mean, listen, man, if you attempt that many shots, you're gonna score. 
And we fall in love with scores too much in this game. It really... I, I know it takes skill. I get it. I get it. I know. But we really fall in love with it to the point where we think it's the end all because you can score. Did if his, you take 50 shots, you can score. Did his team win that night? They did. Oh, okay. And our last one here, 97, Dennis Rodman gets suspended for kicking a cameraman in the uh, nether regions. Oh, was he a part of that really likable Bulls team that Vic just raves about? Well, I don't think the cameraman liked him very much. Yeah, yeah really likable Dennis Rodman. There's a likable guy. I mean, you're putting the Bulls and the Patriots on the exact same I am. level? I that am. That is just, that's ridiculous. And I appreciated the Bulls while they were happening. It was great to have witnessed it. It gives me some perspective now when I'm talking about the Cavs and the Heat during their heyday and the Warriors of like, no, I, I, I've seen greatness. I know greatness. I'll know when you get to that level. The Patriots are redefining what NFL greatness is. I what? never remember watching the Bulls game wanting guys to like fall and lose purposely. I, that's what I do right. with the Patriots. You I have, like fantasize over it. You had perspective with that team. I fantasize over, like, just crack blocks and stuff like that. <laughs> All right, that's it, boys. Good job, Marty. Thanks, Marty-o. Marty O. Marty Olishevitz with his morning sugar fix. You didn't, Coming up you didn't the, take uh, Moj off today either. We didn't get, like, nine group texts about it, so that's good. Yeah, Wait till the fact checker. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up in time. the second, uh, the third hour of the show, Lauren Gardner from our very own Altitude TV covering the Avs. She'll join us at 930 as the Avs embark on a three-game roadie. Toronto, Montreal, St. Louis. See if they can extend this win streak. Nine and counting, everybody. You got the Vic Lombardi Show on Altitude 950. This has been your morning sugar fix. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Coming up tonight, the Avalanche take on the Maple Leafs in Toronto on Altitude 950. The puck drops at 5 o'clock with the pregame show getting away at 4.35. Mark Mosher, the radio voice of the Avalanche, will be on the call. And over on 92.5 The Wolf, the Nuggets and Trailblazers will get underway with the pregame show at 6.35. KKSE, Parker, Denver. This is the home of the hottest team in the National Hockey League. They win their ninth in a row. The longest in the National Hockey League this season. Your Colorado Avalanche. Denver's all-sports station. Altitude 950. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. This is just very humbling and unbelievable. Thank y'all. Let's get it going. Let's go. Can you believe Nick Foles is in the Super Bowl? Well, what a credit to Doug Peterson and that Philadelphia Eagles coaching staff. I mean, the season does not go off the rails by virtue of losing their franchise quarterback. And we all assumed that Carson Wentz was a big reason they were winning. Well, it's more of a team than just Carson Wentz, boys. Clearly, yeah. the coaches have a bigger role in what they do. No doubt, no doubt. And, I mean, Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate, perhaps the leading MVP candidate when he went out. Um, he he got them in this position, and Nick Foles has done a nice job of keeping the uh, the train on the rails here. That'd be something if Nick Foles outdueled the great Tom Brady. Yeah, well, just to give you a preview for about twelve days from now, I ain't betting on that. Well, and did you see the stat? I believe it was our friend James Palmer had it that teams that have won on walk off touchdowns, like something like five of them in the last ten years, which I assume is all overtime the next week have lost by 23 points. So basically, we should have seen this coming. Well, Vic, and this is a little where historical perspective came in. You you were out last week when we were doing our picks, and Will started talking about Team of Destiny, and they walk off. And I said, 
Uh, do you remember the Immaculate Reception? He said, yeah. I said, you know what happened the next week? He said, no. The Steelers lost at home to the Dolphins. So <laughs> I tried to tell him that what, what was going to happen. He didn't want to hear it. But if well, Jay Palmer tweets it after the fact, now all of a sudden, oh, wasn't that wasn't that brilliant? I told you this on Friday. I cited Raheem Moore, though. I had a pretty valid argument. Hey, you remember the week after Demarius Thomas caught that football from Tim Tebow? Bingo. And, uh, you remember what happened? So the that's one of the week? games that James Palmer would have been citing. Then that's one yeah. of the five. Well done, Vic. They you, lost by thirty-five. The five. Vic, the, the first game was, was Jags Patriots. Do you want to dive into that first or do you want to dive into the, the second game first? No, I, I just remember the, uh, the amount of enthusiasm in this town after watching the Tebow to DT play. And we, I fell for it too. Oh yeah. They can, they can knock off Brady. They can, they can beat the Patriots. Man, they got roundly abused at Foxborough the following week. And it wasn't even close. Was that the coldest game you've ever covered? Yes. We yeah. had an hour pregame show in Boston, Foxborough. Maybe that's why I hate Boston so much. I mean, you know what? I think you're right. There was almost a... I, I, I have something that peaks my memory now. It's that cold, that freezing, bitter cold from Foxborough doing the pre- and post-game. See, now I have the opposite. I was there while I was working for the team, and I'm standing on the sideline, and this guy comes up to me, and he's, he, I'm like, man, he looks familiar. Why do I know this guy? And he goes, hey, you look like you know what you're doing, which I clearly didn't. And he's like, I'm going to just hang with you. I'm like, okay, that's cool. So we stand there, we're hanging out for basically the whole game, kind of moving around the field. And he's a guest of Mike Shanahan's. I'm like, okay. And it finally dawns on me who this guy is. Jim Craig, goalie from the 1980 Olympic Are hockey team. Are you serious? Yeah. So I hung out with him the whole game, just standing there watching, watching the Broncos Patriots. Hey, I hate to get all, didn't he pass recently? I don't think so. Can you Google that, please? Yeah, that would be terrible. Let me look. I don't think that's true. Okay, let's get into this NFL recap while I look up this bad news. They're going to work their way to the one with White in the backfield. Brady takes the snap, hands it to White, runs it left into the end zone. Touchdown, Patriots! He's still alive. He's 60. Thank God. All right, that's the touchdown uh, late in the first half that put the Patriots right back in the game. That's a touchdown that followed up that um, delay of game penalty. If if the Jags don't hit that delay of game penalty and they get points on that drive, they were destined to get points, we might have a different game, guys. Well, even if they just run out the clock in the first half. Yes. Right? Because they got a field goal to start the second half on their opening drive. So, yeah, that was, that was a 10-point swing at least. And it's inexcusable. You're coming out of a timeout. That, but that's a Blake Bortles thing, right? That's on the quarterback. You can't snap it a half a second late. Does Tom Brady make that mistake? Do the Patriots make that mistake? No, Blake Bortles did, and it bit him. You you just you can't go on the road against a great team and do foolish things like that. Score was score was twenty to ten. Jacksonville had a scoop and score to make it twenty seven ten. Bad whistle. Gave the ball to Jacksonville, but canceled out the scoop and score. If that scoop and score counts, 27-10, that game's over. over. Zebras gave the Patriots the game. Anybody ever been better in the red zone than Tom Brady? Not not that I can recall. I mean, you know, Joe Montana was great. Steve Young was great. Uh, Peyton Manning was pretty damn good. But, but Tom Brady just comes Dude, through in the clutch. As soon as he crosses midfield, it feels like his red zone. Yeah, all right? no as doubt. As soon as he gets past midfield... When they got that punt back, when uh, Amendola returned it to the 30-whatever, I said, okay, there's seven. Yeah, exactly. It was over. Game yeah. was over at that point. Hate him so much. Next. Back goes Foles. Foles steps up. 
He is looking. He is going deep and alone. And into the touchdown is Jeffrey. Jeffrey was open at the five. And Nick Foles had him for a 53-yard touchdown. The protection. Did you guys see the video that went viral? And I don't know why I thought of this thinking of that Eagles game. This this dude trying to catch a train after the Eagles win. Yeah. He's running full speed and runs into a post and falls down. <laughs> that was so good. It's classic. I mean, the yeah. scenes out of Philadelphia from last oh. night were just terrific. I mean, can you think of more a more obnoxious set of fan bases than New England and Philly? No. And they meet in the Super Bowl. Can you imagine the scene? Thank God it's going to be cold as all get out in Minneapolis. Thank God they're in a cold weather. How stupid of the NFL to put these Super Bowls in cold weather climates, by the way. Again, reminded, this is one Super Bowl. I'm glad I'm not going. We're not going. I'm glad. Who wants to spend a week in those conditions? Yeah, yeah, Ryan Harris will be our rep up there. Real quick on this game, there's a reason Minnesota lost. One, they got cocky because of the miracle. Two, home Super Bowl, that still just wasn't meant to happen quite yet. It'll happen someday, still wasn't the meant re- quite the yet. The reason they lost is because the clock struck midnight on Case Keenum. You you were telling me I need to turn in my Denver card. I'll tell you when I turn in my Denver card. Mm-hmm. If John Elway pursues Case Keenum and gives him big money, I'm out. I'm out. What's big money? In your, what would you take? Let me ask you this. Be practical. Would you take Case Keenum at fifteen million, or Kirk Cousins at twenty five million? Kirk Cousins at twenty five million. So you the extra ten for Kirk? Yes. You think he's that much better than Case Keenum? Yes. I, see, it, I don't see that much of a distinction between the two. To be I, totally honest. Case with you. Keenum is is Mike Glennon. I mean, yeah. look, don't even waste your money. Draft somebody at number five and let's go. Uh, Kirk Cousins is not the route I think they should go. I think they're investing too much money and too much time in it. But if they go that way, I can get on board and I can wish and hope that it works out. Case Keenum would be a disaster. Just go with a rookie. The thing about the quarter, I'm seeing both sides of it, and I feel confused. I see elite quarterbacks like Brady do his thing, and he's completely devouring the game and leading his team to wins. And then I see Nick Foles, who's a system quarterback. I mean, what they're doing in Philly, that's a college offense that they're running in Philly, right? Yeah. And they're doing it with such a plumb. It's such a good system for guys like Nick Foles. So well, I don't know what to think anymore. Well, the reason it works, though, that team is loaded with play- playmakers. Loaded. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey, Aguilar makes plays. they got three running backs that we saw it when Denver played up there. Three different running backs that can beat you all sorts of ways. It's it just that team is lo- at tight end. they got two or three tight yes. ends that can cre- create mismatches. So, look, you, can you win with a quarterback that maybe isn't upper echelon? Yeah, if you have a playmaking defense and you surround that quarterback with playmakers, Denver's got a couple of decent wide receivers. I think DT at this point is a little above decent. He's not as good as he once was. They don't have enough playmakers to win with that kind of quarterback but here. But it's also the way Philly's coached, you know, never settling. Even in the late in the first half when they had a lead, they could have gone to the locker room. They could have settled. They're still going to their bag of tricks. I mean, how they pull a they, they pull a fleet flicker out when well, they really didn't have to. We saw it when Denver played up there. Remember, they hung the 50-burger on Denver. They yeah. didn't take mm. the foot off the gas. Mm. They just kept going. I like the way Doug Peterson approaches it, man. He's got the Let right me mentality, you. and so does Jim Schwartz on the defensive side. Yes. You two are Look both scared two. to admit it. You two are both scared to admit it. Philly's going to win the Super Bowl. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Oh, God, I would love it. I'm not scared to admit anything, but, I, it, you know, again... Uh, the Patriots and Tom Brady, they, they are that ghost that doesn't go away. They, they are that vampire. I cannot kill them. I've tried everything. I can't find it. They are Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
They are the Terminator. We tried to get the Titans to kill the dynasty. They weren't up for the task. We tried to get Jacksonville to kill the dynasty. They were almost up for the task, but they proved they were not the Broncos' Super Bowl 50 defense. Philly, you're our last hope. Kill the dynasty. Aren't you the guy after the Sports Illustrated article came out or whatever that said the dynasty was dead and they were going to unravel and, oh, there was all this inner turmoil and one of us said, nope, they're going to be going to the Super Bowl. Did you see there's a Super Bowl ring for sale? Did you pay attention to that over the weekend? A Tom Brady Mm -hmm. inner circle Super Bowl ring is for sale. How many of those does he give out? Probably ten. You figure out whose Super Bowl ring is for sale. It's either Kraft or hoodies. They're going to the Super Bowl this year and they'll be the favorite to go again next year. Let me tell you something. If you're if you hate the Patriots as much as I do, the worst thing you want to see now is some anti-Patriot story to emerge here in the next yeah, two weeks. No doubt, because all it's going to do is fuel their freaking fire. In fact, I think we should be ultra nice. We should heap praise upon them. That works. That works wonders. Welcome aboard, Vic. Oh, I can't do it though. I hate them. You got the Vic Lombardi show. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Here's what you missed on the latest Mark Mosier Show. The Avs All-Star, centerman Nathan McKinnon. I'm with Mark Mosier on Altitude 950. As a guy who works off his line mates well, and and you guys are all feeling it, what's that feeling like on the ice, and and what's it like playing with those guys at this moment when things are really, really rolling? That's nice. I mean, I think we all... Feel like we can read what you know each other are thinking. That's important as line mates. I mean, uh, that's rare. I mean, I've never had this kind of chemistry with uh, two guys in my career. It's it's, it's awesome. I mean, and, and I think a big a big thing for all of our success is you know we're not juggling lines. I mean, a lot of times in the past uh, you get two or three games of the line it doesn't really work, and then you switch it up. So you know, obviously, I think we're going to be together the whole season and hopefully many years to come. Mark Mosier every weekday afternoon, one to three, only on Altitude 950. Hey, what's on your game day menu? Chips? Party mix? That's boring. When it's game day, order up a good meal for everybody from Black Eyed Pea. This is Vic Lombardi. Black Eyed Pea has all your favorites available for carryout on game day. Chicken fried steak with homemade cream gravy. Juicy pot roast. Fried chicken. All the sides. Plus fresh rolls and cornbread. That's how you roll on game day. Visit BlackEyedPeaColorado.com for locations and get their entire game day ready menu. Do you have a hankering for some real, authentic, quality Colorado Mexican food? Make your way down to Real de Minas. Experience the ambiance and taste of Mexico with their meals prepared from the freshest of ingredients. And when you're in the mood to unwind, the happy hours at Real de Minas will help. Live music, karaoke, and delicious, authentic Mexican food, it's Real de Minas with four convenient locations. Find the location closest to you and drool over their online menu at Real de Minas Restaurant. The Pepsi Center is always rocking when Mammoth Lacrosse is in town. You may not be prepared for us, but all are welcome to join the Loud House. Don't miss it. Tickets are on sale now. Check it out at coloradomammoth.com. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. Hey, this is Jerry from Colorado Off-Road. Riley Dixon, punter for the Denver Broncos. Why do you shop Colorado Off-Road? 
I've always been taken very good care of. Your staff is always walking around with a smile. They've always helped me out with everything I needed from exhausts to tires to tonneau covers for the back of my truck. Colorado Off-Road has always taken very good care of me. Thanks, Riley. We appreciate that. We always want our customers walking out with a smile on their face, happy and taken care of. Located in Littleton at Wadsworth and Quincy, behind Phil Long. Colorado Off-Road. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, uh, we're 2-6 and six in our last eight games, um, and uh, I have to make some changes. You know, uh, the, the way we are going, the direction we're going, is not the right way. And uh, I, I have to uh, look at our roster, look at our lineup, look at who I'm playing, uh, look at our starting lineup, and, and, and make some changes because, again, I, I, I don't like our team right now. I don't, like, I don't like where we're headed. I don't like how we're playing. I don't like how we're competing on a nightly basis. What the heck is going on? I leave for a couple days, and the wheels fall off. The Nuggets are on the outside looking in. They're an even 23-23 and 23 on the season. They're outside the playoff picture as we speak. They can't seem to win at home. They can't win on the road. They can't score. They can't defend. They can't hold a lead. What is happening with the Denver Nuggets? Real quick, something I found curious, and then I'll let you guys go, was the Nuggets lost to the Suns and then canceled practice on Saturday. Um, obviously, that was a team they felt like, we just need to give give these guys a day. So that's what I read into this right now, but uh, you guys Give these guys go. a day for what? I'd run them. Yeah, I mean, I think there's... I'd you, run them. You just go, the day after they lost to Atlanta, they took a day after... I'd run them. You go one of two extremes, though, Vic. You, you either do that, you bring them in like, you know, we're going to have the hardest practice you've ever had in your life. That's what we're going to do today. Or you just go with, a, you know what, this is a group of people who just need to see anyone other than each other for 24 hours. And I think that was the approach they took. But we talked about it last week of, hey, they're heading into a five-game stretch, five-game homestand here, eight of the next nine, you got to position yourself. And I said the games that make me nervous aren't Portland and Boston. The games that make me nervous are the Suns, the Knicks, the Mavericks, those kind of games. And sure enough, I mean, I, you look up in the third quarter and they're down 15 or whatever. It's just like, man, how many times can it be about effort? How many times can it be about just not being ready to go? I mean, I, you know what? Here, here, here was the, here was the yeah. thing I came away from that game with. And maybe I'm putting more stock in one game than I should. But who who jumped out as playing hard from whistle to whistle? It was Jamal Murray. Yeah. When do you just make this Jamal Murray's team? Yeah. Well, he was the one thing I noticed, and I watched the game from from afar. Jamal Murray was involved in a back and forth with his Kentucky buddy Devin Booker. That's what that was. That's what that was. He okay. and Booker were going back and forth. But he was the guy in L.A. He was the guy, I mean, multiple times in the last week when we've t- talked about lack of effort or just seeming mm-hmm. like it just they weren't checked in, every time he's the exception. Yeah. It's well, but Jamal brought it. When a coach says he can't coach effort, I, I start to worry because now you're pushing buttons and they're not responding. And I, and I'm, and I am worried because this was supposed to be the stretch on the schedule where the Nuggets gained separation. When we looked at the schedule from afar, survive December, which they did. They survived yes. December. Get to January. We have the bulk of the games at home and then make a run. Well, the opposite is, is held true now. They got to January and they're losing. They got to January and whatever buttons are being pushed, they're not responding. 
And the fact that they had a team meeting yesterday, coaches met with players one-on-one beyond just the team to try to figure out where they stand. They got to make some changes. But if you're Michael Malone, and I keep hearing, well, you know, the coach has, what does a coach do? You tell me. What does a coach do? I could not coach these guys. I couldn't be an, an NBA coach. I couldn't do it. Wait, so we've officially reached the team meeting phase is what you're telling oh, us, Nick? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, now we, we've, I don't know if we're at the players only meeting yet. That's next phase. That's the next stage. The players only meeting. And then we're at the team. But you tell me, for everyone who's critical of Michael Malone, and he brings a lot of that criticism on himself. Hell, he said he wasn't, he said the other night the team wasn't very well coached. He didn't like the way they were coached. I want to ask you, what do you do? You tell me. Give me the potion to fix this problem. Cause I don't know what you do to fix effort. They got guys that are zombies at times out there. Okay. They're walking zombies. Let me ask you this. Whose team is it? Who does, who does this team run through right now? Well, here's the, and here's the problem that I've had with the Nuggets of late. Everyone's trying to force this. It's Jokic's team. It's Nick's team. It is the Joker's team. Correct. He's the all, everybody's, what if it just isn't the case? What if, what if he's not ready for that? What if he's not, what if he doesn't want to be the guy? That's my, that's my point. That's exactly where I'm going. Maybe he needs to be Scottie Pippen. He needs to be a great number two guy yeah, on a team. I've said this from the get go. I don't think he has the personality to be that guy. Right. And so it's not a criticism. It's just a, it's, it's just, just a who he is. Observation of what's going on. So that's my, what I'm saying of like, maybe it does need to be, Hey, this is Jamal's team. It runs through him every time down. We need to get him as many looks as possible. We're trying to get him to 30 every single night. And then Joker is the number two guy. And with that pressure off of him, all of a sudden he, he blossoms back into the guy we saw last year before all this pressure got put on him. Before I, it was, so, hey, it's his I, team. I, I'm, I'm so sick of the narrative. Well, you know, they got to set the rotation to allow Joker to thrive. Why? What, what do you mean, allow Joker to thrive? What, what do you mean? You, you got to change the system, change the team, change the players? How about you just thrive? How about you just play? How about you just play as hard as you can every night? I'm not changing systems for anybody. Someone's got to emerge from that system. That's me speaking. Well, no, I mean, I, I believe, and we talk a lot about it in football. You know, there's a reason I say Don Shula is the best coach in NFL history, or was. Now Belichick's probably taking it, because Belichick does this too. He he doesn't have a system, right? You take your players and put together the best offense or the best defense for your players' talents. So I'm a believer in that. Don Shula ran the ball with Zonka, Morris, and Kick, and then he threw the ball with Dan Marino. To me, that's a sign of a great coach. So I, I think you got to take your players, your best players, and find their skills and find their talents and come up with something that, that you know, accentuates those. I believe in that. I just think you have to have your number one guy, the guy that everything goes through, the guy who, you know what, with eight seconds left and we're down by a, a point or down by two points in L.A., he's getting the basketball. That guy has to be a guy who... Well, Brings it every night and it and can shoulder that on altitude 950. That pressure, and to me, it's oh. more likely to be Jamal Murray. Boy, that was right in the middle of my rain. Oh, this this better, be, better be. I, I thought you were done. This better be. This, epic. this better be worth it. You guys want some answers with the Nuggets? Yes, please. Just book Tim Connolly for 11:30 on these airwaves. Okay, great. Can't wait to hear from the GM because he's gonna he's gonna be asked a lot of questions about this. I mean, if he were Michael Malone, I guarantee you this. Tim Connolly will say this because he said it last year. He will say that Michael Ballone has been dealt a tough hand.
because their best player has not played for the last two months. The guy that you're questioning, the guy that you're wondering, where is he? He's on the bench. He's not playing. He's been out with an injury. True. Now, is that an excuse? Yes. Is it reality? Yes. Fine. It can be both. Fine, but don't you think on all great teams, the best player, the guy that things run through, is typically an alpha? Here's the problem with that notion, and and, and this is where you and I, Manchester, agree wholeheartedly. I keep hearing how the Nuggets have to acquiesce to Nikola Jokic, have to run their offense through Nikola, have to do all this. And yet in the closing seconds of a game on the road, when they need a bucket tied up, they ignore Jokic. Right. You tell me, how is that How is that feasible? They give the ball to Will Barton and say, go create, go do something. And Jokic is on the block, open, ready to do something, and he doesn't even get the ball. So you can't be both. You can't be the guy that you work the offense through and not be the guy at the end of the game. It's not giving the ball to Marshawn Lynch on second and goal from the That's one. exactly right. So what do you want to be exactly? If this is Jokic's team... It's got to be Jokic's team from beginning to end. I would I would agree with that. If that's your route, then go that route. Be all in, right? Don't take the football out of Baker Mayfield's hands in overtime. I, I would agree with that. I just think it's fair to ask, Is does he have the type of personality where the, the, the being the guy, being the number one, fits him? Or is he much better off being the great number two and let some other alpha be the one. And to me, the guy who seems like the most alpha guy on this roster is Jamal Murray. If that's the case, then how come Jamal Murray had three or four games in a row where he didn't even score double digits? I, he wasn't knocking down his shot. I mean, sometimes the shooter just is off. But I, I just think if we went through it, we'd be hard-pressed to find too many games where we said, man, this guy doesn't. This guy didn't bring it to me. Dude, he played an ent- his entire rookie year with a hernia. He's I missed He's one game old, in his though. career, and he didn't, wanna, he didn't want to sit out. He's 20. Well, there's a lot of 20-year-old guys that would be like, sweet, I get to check out and just collect a paycheck? I'm 20. Something. Yeah. If, if HW had a hernia, how many shows would he miss? Oh, my God. Marty and I would take a week in Tahiti. <laughs> no, there's, there's some questions that need to be answered. There's some rotational questions. I think the you-know-what has hit the proverbial fan when it comes to coaching moves. I think you're going to see some things that we've been wondering for the last few weeks. Changes to the starting rotation. And I would not be surprised if you saw them as early as tonight. Can you name names or not yet? Well, this is pure speculation. Okay. So how, long is Wilson, okay how long is Wilson Chandler going to be a starter for this team? That's a very good question. Didn't he take three shots against Phoenix? It was a weird kind of night. He has to be more aggressive. I think he knows that. I'm, I'm sure that's one of the conversations they had. There's a lot of issues. It's not just one, okay? I don't want to whittle this down to one problem. There are many. There are multiple problems. Michael Malone says he's not going to call as many plays, offensive sets. He's going to let the offense flow. Go back to what they did at the second part of last season. We shall see. Because it's another must-win game tonight against a division rival that has now got... Well, they're extending their lead over the Nuggets in the division. Blazers and Nuggets tonight, the return of the Nurk. Up next, we'll visit with Lauren Gardner as the Avs head off to Toronto. They play Toronto this evening, trying to make it 10 in a row. She's next on Altitude 950. 
950, Denver's All Sports Station. You're going to hit the game. You're going to go with the guest. You're going to go with the friend. That is awesome, man. Fun. You want to get these tickets to go see the Nuggets and the Sun. Jeremy, congratulations, Jeremy. man. You're heading to the Congrats, game. bro. We've got even more Ultimate Abs and Nuggets experiences coming up. Woohoo! That's awesome. Incredible flyaways, VIP experiences, and sweet nights for the Nuggets and Abs. The only station in town that can give you this much avalanche and Nuggets access. Because that's about as good as it gets. Is Altitude 950. Nathan McKinnon! Bring the family to Pepsi Center and be a part of the excitement of Avalanche Hockey with a family night package. Right shot! Get four tickets, four Pepsis, and four chicken tenders for only $120. Visit ColoradoAvalanche.com to reserve your package today. Cables, hooks, springs, gears, motors, rollers, lots of moving parts make up your garage door. Something you really don't think about, but a lot can and does go wrong with that thing. It's just a matter of time. Lucky there's Family Garage Door. Hi, this is Mark Chapkis, owner of Family Garage Door. Please visit us at FamilyGarageDoor.com to learn more about us and schedule your free service appointment today. That's FamilyGarageDoor.com. Hello, 2018. We look forward to getting to know you. Hi, I'm Alan Roach for Johnson Auto Plaza. If you've had a chance to visit the Johnson family dealership before, then you know the score. If you've never been, 2018 is a great time to find out what you've been missing. One difference is in commercials, just like this one. Johnson Auto Plaza commercials never have a voice at the end that says things like, everything you've just heard is very confusing and might not be totally accurate when it comes to you buying a car from us. Or whatever it is they say. The Johnson family just tells it like it is. There's no quick-talking explanations necessary. A family business with genuine people, a tried-and-true business plan, and repeat customers that come back again and again. And right now, during this Start Something New event, shop from over a 1,000 units in stock, including over 350 new Rams. The choice of colors and equipment options is at its best. Find Johnson Auto Plaza in 2018, just north of E-470 on Highway 85, johnsonautoplaza.com. Hey, what's on your game day menu? Chips? Party mix? That's boring. When it's game day, order up a good meal for everybody from Black Eyed Pea. This is Vic Lombardi. Black Eyed Pea has all your favorites available for carryout on game day. Chicken fried steak with homemade cream gravy. Juicy pot roast. Fried chicken. All the sides. Plus fresh rolls and cornbread. That's how you roll on game day. Visit BlackEyedPeaColorado.com for locations and get their entire game day ready menu. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. To the near side, McKinnon. Dancing, holding, looking. Rangers get tired. Back far side, Randall walks in, shoots, redirected. Score! Eric Johnson has the condor. Soars. The team is yet to lose this year. They're undefeated for 2018. They've never trailed during the course of this win streak. They've won at home. They've won on the road. They've won every which way. We welcome to the show, covering the Avs tonight in Toronto, Lauren Gardner from Altitude TV. Lauren, how are you? I'm great, Victor. I'm in the hockey mecca right now watching from Morning State, and uh, I was just in uh, Mike Babcock's presser for Toronto, and 
It's uh, it's pretty crazy. It's basically picture the Broncos, that type yeah. of media turnout. I was going to say, that's next level when you go uh, up north and the Avs, the way they're playing, obviously the center of attention here in Denver, but it must be next level attention up there. How many reporters show up for something like this? Oh, like at least 30. It's crazy. It really <laughs> is. And it's kind of cool to see finally, you know, we were here last year following that. Uh, it, I don't even want to look back on it, but that 10-1 loss to Montreal was the second oh, yeah. of a back-to-back. So, uh, yeah, a lot better circumstances this time around. Yes. Uh, give us a quick update on injuries, because I, I understand Tyson Berry made the trip. Might he play at some point during this road trip? Well, I'm watching him right now, skating with the team in that red no-contact jersey, as well as Sven, or Sven Andrigetta. We haven't spoken with Coach yet, so we don't have an update, but it's a good sign that they're both on the trip. The team just continues to get healthy again. Tyson Jost is back. JT Comper also back who scored the game winner it started this whole streak against Toronto in that uh, 4-3 OT win back at Pepsi Center. So hopefully some good mojo. And Jonathan Bernier over in Ned, um, Simon Verlamov did not make the trip, so Andrew Hammond will be backing up in Ned as well. What's the update on Varley? Is this like still a week or two away? Have you heard anything? We keep hearing day-to-day. Um, initially, we were told that they wanted him back before that all-star break, which obviously... Uh, is this weekend. So now they're hoping for after that. But right now, you know, Bernie's really hot. And I talked to him if he had any conversation with Coach Bednar, the staff, about what will happen once Farley returns. And he said he's not even worried about that. He's just more focused on the task at hand. But I think he's at least earned some sort of a starting spot right now. You know, this dawned on me as I opened the paper this morning, Lauren. I used to love, back in the day, just going to the stats section of the NHL, like the leaders in points, assists, and it would always be Forsberg, Sackick, Hayduke. You'd always see them in the top ten. And now we're there again. We see a guy. We see Nathan McKinnon creeping up in the assists and goals and points and all that. It's just cool to see a member of the Avs on that list. When when McKinnon is asked what's changed, and he says, I've just figured things out, what has he figured out exactly? You know, we had a conversation about this in November. So he was uh, one of the three stars. He was the first star of the month for the NHL um, in November. And, you know, I I asked him about that. And he said, I've been doing all the right things all through the month of October. just wasn't showing up on the stat sheet. And he also said he doesn't feel any pressure because he has so much confidence in his line mates. And they have such great chemistry, even with, you know, a lot of the defensemen back there. I mean, he had that great pass of, for EJ, and he had the first goal of the game against the Rangers the other day. So I think it's just the fact that there's no pressure for him. He's just out there doing what he does best. He's seeing the ice better, and, you know, they're so fast off the rush, and he's so powerful now. You see him scoring. You know, he goes five-hole between these demons, and the goalie can't even see it. They're screening everything, and I don't think people know how to play him. He's just that good. Yeah, that is just so cool to see, and, and, and it goes back to a year ago. How many of us – Fans, media alike, looked at every single member of this team and said, "Well, he can't. You know, see, they might have to trade him. I mean, come on, you know, look at Landy. <laughs> Landy's a captain. He's trade bait. People wanted to trade. People lined up wanting to trade Gabriel Landeskog. It's amazing what a difference a year makes. Isn't that crazy? I'm watching him talk to uh, the strength and conditioning coach Casey Bond right now, and you know, I think that's something that you know Jared Bednar and his staff they had a full off season to get everything in order and. I think one of his priorities was to pull Landis Gog aside and really have him take ownership of this group. Now, there was a lot of turnover. You got They got rid of a lot of the older guys. So now it's that leadership core. It's Landis Gog, it's Eric Johnson, Nathan McKinnon, Tyson Berry, even Blake Como. 
this is their team now, and they have embraced that, and their leaders on the ice, off the ice, in the dressing room, and the, you know, the, I guess the underlying theme in all of this is they genuinely like each other. Obviously, you're going to like each other when you're winning, but everyone's found their role, and they get along so well. What does Jared Bednar do to push the right buttons? Because you know what? One, one thing I respect about the coach, uh, doing the show every week with him, win or lose, he never changes his demeanor. He's the same guy. It's the same approach. Is it the same approach on the ice? Does he coach the same way, win or lose? Yeah, I think so. He's really even keel. And last year I was just kind of like, you see some of these coaches go off and lose their minds, and you keep waiting for that. But he really doesn't. And he... I think he's great at making moves and, you know, picking out pairings and sending guys out there and, you know, making sure that, you know, drawing up plays. But I think he really does rely on his leadership to coach on the bench and self-police. And I think that's the way he experienced success when he won that championship in the ECHL and then the Calder Cup two years ago. So I think he's just trying to stick with that formula and kind of just sit back and let his team do the work because they're the ones who are going to be out on the ice. Dude, you know, I find myself, Lauren, now I'm watching the Avs play clearly every time. They've, but the scoreboard watching that goes on, uh, for example, last night, just seeing the results from the rest of the teams within the division, teams giving chase in the wild card, watching San Jose win. You're starting to pay more attention to these other games where a year ago, I, to be honest, I never even went to that page. I didn't care. Now we care no. about every game. These other teams won't lose. Victor, I was rooting for the Red Wings a couple of weeks ago. I mean, how does that even happen? But I was because they're playing Chicago. It is There's so much parity right now in the Western Conference and the Central Division. Forget about it. But when you talk to the players about it, they love the competition. They just treat each and every game like it's a playoff game. And, you know, I think that just adds to the intensity. And they're having so much fun right now. I mean, I talked to Neil Yakupov and I asked him, are you feeling any pressure? Are you worried about, you know, any sort of jinxes or anything? And they're like, no, like, what can go wrong? We're getting to play the game of hockey every day. We love coming to the rink. And they're just really relaxed. Well, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for everyone involved with the Avalanche because this is a long time coming, and it's fun for everybody. Toronto tonight, 5 o'clock face-off. You can hear the game on Altitude 950. You can watch the game on Altitude 2. Hey, Lauren, as long as you're out there, go say hi to my uh, my aunt and uncle there in Woodbridge, Ontario, Maria and uh, and Victor Yanko. They're out there hanging out. So. Oh, I got you. Yeah, please do how that. Long, how far of a drive is that? Oh, it's only about 45 minutes. Just get there real quick, okay? Thank you very much, Lauren. Spaghetti? Yes, they, they'll cook for you. Yes, they'll cook for the entire team. <laughs> Thank you, girl. Appreciate it. it. That's Lauren Gardner on the road with the Avs as they look to make it 10 straight tonight in the Great White North. They're up yonder in Toronto tonight, Montreal tomorrow night. Coming up a little bit later, uh, what mistakes did we make? Vic, real, I'm sure we made plenty. Yeah, and real quick, I want to continue this Avs conversation for just a minute or two. Obviously, your attention tonight is on the Nuggets. But for a guy like you who needs to focus on the Nuggets and do his job on the Nuggets, what is a night like for you tonight when you realize what the Avs are doing in Toronto is also extremely important? Well, thankfully, the Avs game starts at 5. So, by and large, the Avs game will be over by the time the uh, the Nuggets tip off, right? So, uh, we'll have that in the pocket. I'll be watching both. It's a big deal now. Listen, I've always felt that winning is contagious. And, and don't you dare think there's not a little bit of pressure heaped on the Nuggets, now that they see their, their cohorts, their colleagues, their brothers in arms, they're winning, right? The Avs are enjoying the fruits of all that hard work. They're winning. Don't you dare think that the Nuggets don't see that and uh, notice that. 
So I've got your attention on the Avs, so I'm just going to do it because this was on my to-do list this morning. We got 500 texts on Friday about a nickname. So just so you know the progression, because obviously you were out of town, the progression was we got the Blizzard as the nickname, and Manchester said the Blizzard is phenomenal. Let's go with the Blizzard. That but, might be one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Okay, hold on. But then he decided as the show went on that he needed to jazz the Blizzard up, and so he settled on the Burgundy Blizzard, and he sat there and read the text line. I sat there and read them to him on air, off air breaks. We comprehended every single one we got obviously the death line landy made fun of and then said to me the burgundy blizzard is better than the death line what kind of tone do we need in this nickname to make it work well i don't understand why we need a nickname but whatever i i why we need a nickname because they want a nickname and if the captain what do you mean they want one nobody wants one either you get one it, it, again it happens organically i'm reading on the text line right here 9047 how about the arctic claw line that's from Adam. What the hell is that? The Arctic Claw Line? You know deep down you want to beat Mosier and Keefe, and this is now a battle. This is now a you and Manchester versus Mosier and Keefe, and I'm going to play the ref, and you and I both know you are competitive enough that you want to beat To come Mosier up with a Keefe. nickname? To give me the next suggestion from the text line that I throw at Landy after the next win. Is that a fair compromise? So you want me to come up with some sort of... Nickname for Landeskog, Rantanen, and McKinnon. The and the, three of them. Yeah, and all three guys are pretty on board, and Landy engaged me for a hand, uh, two minutes, two and a half minutes on Saturday about this nickname and told me how trash the death line was and how the Burgundy Blizzard was better, but it still quite wasn't good enough. How about the Landeskog, Rantanen, McKinnon line? So creative. I mean, it's accurate. It's fair. It's not over the top. Why aren't you embracing this? You know you gave Manchester and I our nicknames, and you know you like nicknames. Why can't you embrace the fans coming up with the nickname for this? I, I don't know. Uh, by the way, on the text line, the Arctic Claw is a big O snow tire. <laughs> I have no idea. What, are you going to call them the Michelin line? The Bridgestone line? <laughs> Cracks me up. No, hey man, this is what if this is what motivates you. If this is what keeps you watching and listening, by all means, come up with whatever nickname you please. I just don't remember such a fur. Was there? Did we come up with names for the Forsberg line and the Sackett line like this? I guess we did. Yeah, I guess I'm. This line is that special right now, Vic. That it's it's officially reached nickname time. There's a reason I tweeted and called him the Death Line, and then asked Landy about it, and Landy looked at me like I was crazy. I sort of like the Death Line, to be honest with you. Thank you. This yeah. is the validation I needed. That's my favorite one. But what I, I enjoy from more anyone than anything, else, I do enjoy going, grabbing my paper, going page four uh, B of the Denver Post. Looking at the standings, okay, the hockey standings, then going to the stats, the leaders. Everybody does this, right? You do this in whatever respective sport you follow. And you see in bold face there, there's Nathan McKinnon. There it is in bold. You look for the bold. There's McKinnon. There's Miko. Miko's on the list. And just to see the Avs back on that page again. Here they are. For months they were missing. You never saw an Avalanche player on the list of leaders. Well, there they are. Good to have them back. Welcome back. You got the Vic Lombardi Show, Altitude 950. There's big news in the new year as mortgage loan limits are increasing. 
meaning you may be able to borrow more money when purchasing a new home. It's an increase that will give buyers more choices in homes so you can plan your new year and the things you want to accomplish. Make sure home ownership is near the top of the list. With just a 10-minute call to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing, you can start the process of getting mortgage approval, an even better way to find out exactly what loan amount you can be approved for. It will make your home search more enjoyable. So give my friends at American Financing a call, 303-695-7000. Check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. They're the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Nine wins in a row. This is the home of the hottest team in the National Hockey League. Your Colorado Avalanche. Altitude 950. This may not be easy for you to hear, but you might need a hearing device. Do you have trouble hearing in crowds? Has someone told you you had the game on too loud? It could be you're having some hearing loss, and a modern, barely visible hearing device might be the solution. We're not talking a clunky old thing like Grandpa's. Visit EchoHearingCenter.com. Schedule a free hearing test. Then Echo Hearing Center can help you determine if a hearing device is right for you. Listen, if you think you might be having a hearing problem, why not check it out? Visit EchoHearingCenter.com. What's at Lamar's Donuts that you won't find at any ordinary donut shop? How about gourmet indulgences of the highest quality? Lamar's Donuts are always made by hand daily and with only the best ingredients. That was Ray's way. Come enjoy our delicious donuts at one of our nine conveniently located Colorado Lamar's. And also visit us online at Lamar's.com. That's Lamar's.com, where we have simply a better donut. Over $135 million. That's how much money the C3 Group recovered for its clients just in 2017. The C3 Group is a group of licensed public insurance adjusters, engineers, appraisers, meteorologists, and other experts here to help you with your insurance claims. Consider them a go-between between you and your insurance. Let the C3 Group help you today. Visit the website at c3adjusters.com. C3Adjusters.com Larry H. Miller Chrysler Dodge Jeep 104th is Colorado's first choice. Come see why during our Start Something New event. As your number one volume dealer, we have over 1,000 vehicles to choose from. Like Lisa 2018 Jeep Cherokee for only $2.99 a month. It's how we say thanks for making us Colorado's number one volume dealer yet again. Larry H. Miller Chrysler Dodge Jeep 104th. LHMDenverJeep.com Driven by you. Lease for 39 months, 29 dollars signing 10,000 allowable miles per year. No security deposit, 395 disposition fee to at least and rebates include 2,500 Denver BC lease cash, 1,000 conquest lease cash. Price includes 599 dealer. Plus tax title and license expires 13118. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Clock down into the corner. Swatted to the side of the net. Abs tip it up the boards. Shea keeps it alive. Shea spins it up to the point. Miller, rink wide pass. Nobody home. Taken by Rettman. He'll skin it ahead. Fires it toward an empty net and scores! Miko Rantanen with one tenth of a second left. And the Colorado Avalanche go on top of the Rangers 3-1. Louis suggesting the lit line in honor of uh, HW and the uh, Millennials. That's actually pretty good. I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest that next time unless someone someone comes up with something better. The good news for the Texers is they're on the road forever, so I'm not gonna get a chance to ask this question for a while. My favorite so far just came across the text line. Thank you very much. Three zero nine three three is our text number. 
This is my favorite, and it makes perfect sense. Fits in with the show. If you need a goal, let's go to the hotline. <laughs> that is perfect. The hotline. Breaking news on Altitude 950. Whoa, again? Twice in the same hour? Breaking news from our friend Mike Chambers of the Denver Post. He's at Skate Around in Toronto. He just tweeted a video. Says, uh, no lineup changes tonight. I'm not sure you why you would change anything nine in a row, but they've changed a few things with some guys getting healthy. And Vic, I know you're out of town, but Colin Wilson was a healthy scratch. And I listen to Dover's post game show and he's getting questions about Nail Yakupov and that, what do we call him? That Yakupov guy. And I'm sitting there driving home going, why are you calling into a post game show where they've won nine in a row to complain? I get you're a ticky tacky fan and I actually respect and appreciate that, but if I was calling into a post game show right now, it would be to party, not to talk about Nail Yakupov's playing time. Hold on a second. What, that's good though. When, when you have people being critical, it is. Of it is. Team, no, I agree it's Richard, good. I agree means, it's good. I'm just saying that shows the level of Az yeah. fan I am and the level of Az fan listening to our post game shows. Keep listening. Yeah. Keep calling. I am not I, discouraging that. I'm just, I'm just a, saying you're acting a teeny daddy bit spoiled. I'm That's just all. a bit befuddled as to why, again, you recklessly use the breaking news drop when you didn't need to. There was no breaking news to be spoke. None. There was no need for breaking news there. Oh, Marty, Manchester, Jesse, someone, come on. That was outrageous on your part. I mean, let's, we're crying wolf way too many times here. Crossing People the line. Are gonna, they're not going to take us seriously when yeah. there is breaking news. I agree. So yeah. knock it off. We had some, we had some very severe breaking news with Dr. Travis Heath that Manchester can vouch for. I handled pretty well. That was, uh, pretty severe breaking news. Uh, probably should have sat on it until the break, and then we could have discussed. We but had yes, a psychologist whatever. on the air. <laughs> yeah, your 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 itchy finger for breaking yeah. news drives me crazy. Frankly, I'll cut that finger off if I'm there next time. Um, all right. Before we say goodbye, let's go ahead and bring Marty O on the air and go through our mistakes because I'm sure we make plenty of them during the course of a show. Marty O, please fact checker. Marty monitors the mistakes. Oh, sorry, that's not right. In today's. Fact checker. We might have one right there with the breaking news button. We'll see at the end. But, uh, Vic, you started the show by saying uh, how you can't believe Denver is unprepared for the snow. Let's go ahead and listen to that. I still don't understand how we cannot handle a little snow. This is Denver. The first major snowfall, and things just shut down. And then, not 30 seconds later, you disclose this. The entire car was loaded with snow and ice. Don't have a scraper. Don't have one. Well, how do you not have a scraper? Yeah, well, don't have one. Sorry. Sounds pretty unprepared to me. Yeah, so he rips Denver for not being prepared and then tells us all how he was unprepared. Very good, Marty. That was well, that was well I, done. You know, I, you want me to be honest now or do you want me to – the reason I don't have that scraper is because my car's in the garage all the time. Now, now I've got to take it from the garage, put it in my car because we really haven't had much snowfall to necessitate the scraper. So that's a God's honest truth. Sounds like an No excuse. scraper in the world would have helped me, though, when the stupid fluid's not coming out of the windshield wiper thing. The fluid thingy. And I filled it to the brim. So don't give me on that. Don't at me. I did all my due diligence beforehand, but it wasn't working. So I can't see out of the windshield. Thank goodness the water bottle was in the car, because that saved Yeah, him. that saved his bacon. All right, James, in that same segment, you said you shoveled your driveway three times. You got three kids, man. You shouldn't be touching a shovel. Oh, I know. I know. I'm I'm with you on that. Well, the five-year-old, he's not going to shovel anything. I mean, I'm going to be out there supervising that. And listen, I don't have a long enough driveway to fight it. It's it's really me saying I'm shoveling is an overstatement. By the time they get on all their snow gear, 
I'm done. So it's just better to just take care of it myself. And by the way, don't 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 be that guy. If you have kids, oh my kids are gonna do it all. They're gonna. I, I still mow my own lawn. I still shovel my own driveway. It's got to be done right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's therapeutic for me. And you know what? It's a workout. I'm kind of ticky tack about it. I want it done a certain way. I also enjoy going out and being the guy in the neighborhood who's shoveling in my shorts. So it was all good. Your fancy black ones. This is the most predictable conversation of all time because I didn't want to tell you guys until 9:52, but now I'll tell you. You two were peak old man grumpy Monday today. Like Why? peak. What do you mean? Both you. What was I saying that was grumpy? I'm the millennial with perspective, and you two are old and grumpy. Again, what was I grumpy about? Vic was the grumpy. The Patriots thing. I was all over the Patriots saying, hey, I respect them. We were on opposite sides of the Patriots, so how can we both be grumpy about it? Because you were grumpy on your side, and he was grumpy oh, on his side. Geez. I'm going to call hate... it a draw because neither one won. The only thing I hate more than the Patriots it's people trying to tell me why I shouldn't hate the Patriots. So all you're doing is adding to that hatred, it, layer it, upon layer. They've transformed into respect, not hatred. Okay, Marty, what else did we do? I will transition to Will. Uh, he just hit the breaking news button to tell us that everything is the same. So <laughs> that was not great. Unbelievable. And then uh, we have him giving away the Power 5. So that was so oh, true. Gosh. Kind of forgetting what team Mello plays for. Let's listen to that. Our prize today would be a prize I would like. You get a go-boo Carmelo Anthony Thursday night. The Knicks yeah. are in town on Thursday. Go-boo is ghost. Go-boo Lala. I don't care. She'll probably be there going to Mosher voice. Dinner sucks. I don't have any friends here. Is Bernard King going to be there too? <laughs> Mello and I have no friends here. Mello, can you force your way to a big city so I can be a star? If you want to go boo John Starks and Patrick Ewing, head on down to... McNichols, why don't you just go with that? Mosher does that impression better than I do, but ask Mosher for his Lala impression textures because it is funny. All right, and the vegan count was at one today when James pondered what the vegan options are in a cruise. <laughs> yeah, Hopefully he can uh, carry his you, lifestyle out on the would ocean. Struggle. <laughs> you, would, you would hit the struggle bus. No, they would have so much fruit and vegetables, I'd be... Sitting pretty on You'd a be cruise. the guy asking, uh, pardon me, is this is this vegan? I'm a vegan, so seriously. This I has saw to be my vegan. dad after two uh, weeks in the Caribbean on a cruise. I saw him and I said, Did you swallow a man? <laughs> what 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 is in your belly? What you is happening right now? You don't think they have quinoa patties for my hamburger on the cruise? Is that what you're saying? Can you imagine how much reckless eating takes place <laughs> on those things? Let alone two weeks. Two weeks on a floating cafeteria. I'm just thinking pina coladas with a rum floater. I'm good. Oh, my God. I'm all set. And breaking news oh, on Altitude 950. I swear to God. <laughs> uh, Mike Chambers says the Avs power play will be Gerard and Jost with the MGM line. Turn Johnson, Kerfoot, Yakupov. Turn his mic off. I swear to Turn it off for the rest of the show. Turn it off, Jesse. I do not want to hear him speak He's again. Done. He's done. He's he calling it the right. <laughs> yes. You see? Turn it off. Keep it off. He wait, wait was the breaking speak. news that Mike Chambers is calling it the MGM line? Yeah. yeah like, I don't know. That, if it's, that is officially be... Like, I, do, I thought we were still coming up with one. That's officially become the name? Fine. I don't want to hear his voice for the rest of the show. Marty, go on. Marty, are you done? That's it, boy. Well, that breaking news is terrible again, but that's it. Thank you. Um, you and I can, can finish the show here. Oh, no problem. Yeah. Did, did you hear about this? Uh, and those Philly fans, you knew this was going to happen, right? There, there are no more obnoxious fan bases than the ones that are left in the NFL, Philly and New England, and they're going to meet in the Super Bowl. I can't even fathom what it's going to look like in Minneapolis in that cold weather in two weeks. Packer fans are close, but okay, I'll give it to you. But these Philly fans are ruthless. They're crazy. They're crazy. A second 
Philadelphia Eagles fan has been arrested now in successive weeks for punching a police horse at the stadium. Well, now two, it's, two weeks. Now it's become like I mean, the first guy I would I believed it was just like oh yeah I don't know he was drunk and not thinking and did something stupid. Now it's become copycat, right? This is just somebody who thought that was funny and now they're going to do it. And that's yeah, that's so across the line. There there is obnoxious though. See, you're forgetting about Buffalo. The Bills Mafia is obnoxious. Like they're they are crazy drunk are. in the stands and Philadelphia is right there with them. And then I think in terms of like pompous, I really do think Packer fans and cheeseheads are right there with Patriots. I really do. But a a police horse, you're you're you I don't care how drunk you are. I don't care how inebriated you are. Yeah. What are you doing? You you really hope that after he punches the police horse, they just let him walk behind the horse and get kicked. Exactly. And that's why I, dude, I fear horses. Those animals oh, scare the hell out of me. I got a little Eric Bear in me. I, and I, and I respect them. Like you and your patrons, I respect the animal, but they scare the hell out of me. I'm with you. I'm not riding a horse. That ain't happening. That, I mean, that would be just pure justice. If you're going to have the Colones to be punching horses, I would love to see the horse have his way with you. Yes. You get, you get to walk behind him and get kicked by his hindquarters. Did I get that right? I don't know. I think I did. You should get Eric Johnson on the line. Pretty he good. Owns a bunch of them. Pretty good. That's the way it should be. I want to thank our guests on the show today, uh, Lauren Gardner, who, by the way, just texted me and said, Varley did make the trip. So Varley's there, not that he's going to play. So that actually is breaking news. Yeah, but don't hit it. No, no, we've had enough of it. So Varley's there. Jonathan Bernier should play for as long as he wants to play. Do you agree with me there? I don't, I yes. don't care. I don't care when Varley's healthy. Jonathan Bernier is the starting goalie on this team. Correct. It's the Drew Bledsoe losing his job to Tom Brady in 2001 thing. Yeah. He, sorry, it's that's that's just what happened. In fact, let me go on the record and say this: you would be, I mean, barring exhaustion, all right, because they got back-to-back games now. They're going to have to make a a change at some point. Barring exhaustion. You would be foolhardy to make a change at that position the way your team is playing. If they win tonight, move it to ten straight. Do you do you play Varley tomorrow night on the back to back? Well, no. I don't know if he's ready to play. I don't know. I mean, we assume that he's close because he's made the trip. I'm okay. not sure if he's ready, but I, a lot of that depends on where Bernier is. I, I mean, is he the kind of guy that can handle back to backs? I don't know, dude. I well, and part of that depends on what tonight's like, right? If he faces 45 shots tonight, yeah, he might need a night off tomorrow. True. Uh, meanwhile, the Nuggets are home. In uh, another one of these must-win games, man, this is their home stretch. This is their chance uh, to get some W's because they've played so well at Pepsi Center beyond the last couple weeks. And uh, th- there's really no more excuses, no more, no more, no more room for error. Well, okay, the head coach has told us. The head coach has basically told us, I can't coach effort. So now it's on the players. When is it? Is it March that they have so many road games? Yes. Okay. There, there, there is a stint in March where they better take care of business now. Because they don't want to go into that stretch in March having to win those games to make the postseason. They already have to go into that stretch in March and make up for losses at home to the Hawks and the Suns. Already. They already have yes. two. They got to make up for it. At some point on that, in that stretch, they got to win two road games that you normally wouldn't expect them to win. You can't keep adding to that total. Otherwise that, that mission becomes more and more and more impossible. All right. Time now for our fired up finale. This. It's the Fired Up Finale. Here's what's got us fired up today. I am taking your Denver card, 
you're not getting it back. As far as I'm concerned, I want you moving to freaking Kansas. I don't understand why I lost the border. It. What did Leave I do now. to lose my car? Leave now. I'm I will chase your family out of town. That was it. That was a little aggressive, to be honest with you. <laughs> yes, I, don't, I think I blacked out. I don't remember even saying that. Running my family out of town? What led to that conversation? Welcome back, Vic. My God. Jeez, I mean, that's what happens. I, I become a different man when you go so pro-Brady. I dared to respect Patriots. the Patriots. Good Lord. <laughs> Going all you know, Evan Mathis on in, me and looking at, coming after my family. One of your very own is in their corner. <laughs> and you're scared. I don't, I can't trust you. I can't trust you anymore. It's all about the respect. I said it. I cannot trust you. All right. Thanks to everybody involved in the show today. Lauren Gardner. The Harvester, Joel Dreesen. Uh, as usual, we'll have uh, Jeff Legwald on with us tomorrow. Is is it Senior Bowl week? Is this yes. the week they, yes. they go? Okay. Yeah. So, now, this so, is something I can actually get into as opposed to the East-West Shrine game. This, yeah. this is going to be interesting. Okay, good. We'll, we'll see what the uh, Broncos have in store. They're, they're coaching this game, for crying out loud. Yes. So they'll get to see this quarterbacks uh, up close and personal. They're, coach, they're coaching the game, so therefore there will be some poor management of the clock. Oh, I see. <laughs> That would be funny to watch, actually. Uh, we'll see if the Avs can make it 10 in a row, and we'll see what the Nuggets have in store for Nurk. All tomorrow on the show. Up next, Hastings and Brownman right here on Altitude 950. Enjoy it, Dick. Thank you. Altitude 950. Rewind. How do you guys continuously do this? I know. We said whatever it takes. So that was a great second half, and uh, just so proud of our team. Amazing. Amazing. Can be proud of the way our guys played, competed, fought, uh, and in the end executed, made a plays that we had to make to win. So we're happy to be moving on. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Coming up tonight, the Avalanche take on the Maple Leafs in Toronto on Altitude 950. The puck drops at 5 o'clock with a pregame show. Gaining away at 435. Mark Mosher, the radio voice of the Avalanche, will be on the